This Everclear is kicking my ass. Don't worry about my little errand, boy. The only thing to fear is fear himself. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels. And we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with Jason Voorhees himself, stuntman, stand-in. Man, he was even a gun spinner on Stay Tuned. I'm talking about Ken Kierzinger. Such a great chat. If you haven't heard that yet, you're going to have to wait until after this to go check that out. And before, this is a very special moment. This is our 73rd review, but more importantly, it's our 200th episode. I, I, I can't believe it. You got to think 300 is a perfect game in bowling. 200, not too bad. Not too not, bad. Not too bad at all. And I'm, I'm, I can't even believe we made it this far. Like, I, I, I can't didn't believe gonna, I didn't think we were going to get past 10. Well, we did, and uh, that is the voice of my partner in the sequel-watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. A little cold here, but I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm I'm pretty cold because I'm at my shed, but it's worth it. <laughs> 200 episodes, and what a perfect one. I didn't even talk about it. I, heard, I said Jason Voorhees. Sure, whoever's listening to this is our big, big Friday the 13th fans, but we're talking about Freddy vs. Jason, Ken, who worked on Jason Takes Manhattan, Almost was Jason in that, became just the stunt double and the stand-in, and he was the stunt coordinator on that movie. Man, Freddy vs. Jason, when was the last time you saw this movie? A long time ago. A long time ago. I mean, you know, you know, I, and I've said this many times, I'm not a horror fan, you know, but I did see every Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Like, those are the only two horrors that I saw, and I saw them all. Um, I'm more a Freddy fan than Jason fan. Oh, but okay. In, in this movie, I almost like Jason more. Nice, nice. A little yellow, but, you know, pretty good. But, uh, you know, I, I the movie's great, and, it, like, it, I know it took 10 years from, like, them to make it, um, I guess, from the last movies, but is this a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, or is this a Friday the 13th movie? I think they split it, because it's New Line. At this point, New Line... So, like we talked about when we did Jason Takes Manhattan, that was the movie that Rob Hedden, the director and writer, wanted to make Freddy vs. Jason. But you got to think, Jason came off the seventh movie that did good. Well, what did Nightmare on Elm Street come off the year before? The Dream Master, the, the highest grossing horror movie you know, of that time. It was the MTV of horror. So, at that point, they were probably like a boxing fight. If Mayweather's fighting Joe Schmo, he's not going to give Joe Schmo the split of the purse. So that's probably why they couldn't do it then, and it took this long for it to actually come to fruition. Well, th think about this is like the 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 Arnold and Stallone of horror movies because it, yeah. it took it took until uh, what the Escape Plan for them to make a movie together, you know, and that was Insane. like what, thirty years later, you know, twenty yeah. years later. So uh, no, this is this is this is iconic. I mean, uh, but definitely a little different than I remember it. I no, I do too. It's funny that. And we'll get into it, of course. But this was the first movie in my life that I remember on the internet being on like forums and chats and horror websites and reading like 
oh, here's the script. Cause it took like, this was like the 10th treatment for it to happen. So I remember in like 97 and 98 reading a script with my buddy Tom and we were reading the script for the movie. And then it was like, oh, it's not going to get made. It's not going to get made. And then finally in 2003, still, it's so cool. I love about it. We'll get into it. But the fan servicing of it, like each side, if you're a Nightmare on Elm Street fan and that's all you know, you can like it because they give a li- they give just enough of a backstory. They don't give a ton. It's not like they're using like hidden things that, oh, you never saw the third Nightmare on Elm Street. You won't get this part. None of that. No, no. You know, listen, even if you've never seen the movies, you know the two characters, right? So they gave two great backstories that we've never seen before. You know, and I think that was well done. Um, I, I would love to be at the meeting, though, of like Team Jason versus Team, you know, Freddy. Like, who, they're like, all right, listen, Freddy's got to get the last kill. You no, know, last kill. No, no, Jason is. Like, I, I wonder if there was like a battle back and forth to see who's going to have more screen time. And, you know, like, I, the way the movie is, I almost feel like it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Jason as the, the co, the guest. Because, yeah. yeah, he seems to be leading the movie. Um, but he's a very different Freddy than I remember. So, well, yeah. Okay, okay. So I, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to say that I did like the movie a lot, but I do have a couple things that I did not like. Well, the fact that they actually finally, like they would like touch on the subject that Freddie was like killing kids, like little kids and being creepy with kids. And then in that remake that they did, uh, with, uh, Kelly Leak from uh, Bad News Bears. Then that was like over the top, like showing the creepiness. But man, when they show him with the little kid in the room and the photos and all the photos, oh, yeah. yeah. But we'll get no. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk about some of the things that I didn't like. Um, you know. So let's get. Let's I can't get. wait. And just so you guys know, we, after the episode, I was going to put out like a separate one. But after the episode, we'll talk a few minutes about. 200 episodes and reminiscing just a little bit, nothing too crazy. So stay tuned after and uh, don't forget to subscribe, share and follow us on all social media at sequels only. So I love the beginning of this movie. Like we talked about new line bought Friday the 13th for Jason goes to hell. That was like the, the one that they put out and dude, I love the beginning. In fact, not the creepiness of Freddie, but him sharpening his claws and he's Robert Ingram. He's just Freddie Krueger himself. No, I agree. That that was a great beginning, um, you know, because you never see him, you know, as not Freddy. So that was very cool. What I did not like about the beginning, and this is a kind of start of of what I didn't like about the movie, is the fact that I didn't like the Freddy narration. I think that was a little corny. I think that was a little corny because, it, to me, it took away a little of the horror aspect, a little of the you know, just the, the creepiness of it. it. It made it almost like a, a silly. Like to me, they made this Freddy like the Stifler in American Wedding. Like where Stifler used to be cool. It was a jerk, but he was always cool in the first two movies, and then he became like the laughing stock of like the, the group. Freddy was like like a a, a dope. Like he was just like I, I don't know. Like he was too goofy in this movie. Well, I think what they did, they took the most popular of the franchise, obviously like one and three and. But like four and five is when he became MTV Freddy, funny Freddy. That's what 
put Robert Ingram. He was already on the map, but that's when he had like the Freddy Nightmares. He had the one nine hundred number. So that's who he was. Like some of the lines that oh, he no, was doing I, and, during and the night. His one liners have always been great in the movies. I just feel yeah. like I don't know. I just feel like he was just so goofy. I mean, listen. At one point, he does an elbow drop. Okay, I mean, you know, it was just so silly, you know. But I mean, again, it's you know, I I think. Okay, and I'm going to say it now. One of the, one of the biggest scripts I have is I feel like they. First of all, I don't even know what the plot is of this movie. Like I don't. Oh, think they, I can tell you the plot right now. It's just well, really opening. He needs in order for him to be in people's dreams. He needs the kids to fear him. Correct. So his idea: let me go inside Jason, who's dead in some body, you know, dead in the lake. Zombie Jason, which how does he bleed later in the movie? And Freddie bleed later in the movie? We'll talk about that because that doesn't make any sense because they should be bones. Well, how did he, how did he even awesome. know who Jason is? How did Freddie know who Jason is? Well, it's not too far from each other. So higher than New Jersey, they should know. They drove it at the end of the movie. So they should know of each other, maybe. Well, I don't think Jason knows anybody. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> sure. So, I mean, that's, you know, that, and there's a lot of co- things that Jason does in this movie, which I don't understand. Um, you know, but. Um, yeah, no, all right, let's get into it. (laughs) Well, right away, this movie, I gotta say, this follows the rules of the 80s. There are some of the most random boobs. There's some that, okay, she's gonna get ready to go in the lake. That makes sense. Fine. You see her boobs, she's gonna go skinny. But later, it's it's 12 o'clock and it's like midnight again. It's, it's, it's midnight swimming alone naked. That makes sense to you? It doesn't make that. You know what I thought about when she jumps in? I'm like, there's no way in hell. Even if I don't know, Victoria still said playmate of the year. 1996 says, Doug, jump in this foggy lake with me or go in the foggy lake, get naked. I'll be down in five minutes. I wouldn't do it. I don't like going into a lake when it's during the day. I'm, I'm afraid there's going to be like snakes and things in there. They're going at midnight and, and like literally like she was alone. Like there was nobody around. She would not do that. And then what's the point of taking your clothes off? You're like, is is naked swimming at night that much better than wearing a bikini? Like, is, is, there, a, is there a difference? If anybody listening has done regular clothes, full clothes swimming and naked swimming, <laughs> let us know the difference at sequels only. Or yeah. if you're a doctor that deals with that, that'd be a pretty good job. And we, and, we, and we may need proof. If that, uh, you know, <laughs> no, but you you're know, right. But but then obviously it makes sense in a few minutes. This is just a dream. But it, the fact that literally, I don't know if the movie was on for five minutes and boobs were right away. Like it, it almost seemed like it was a joke to do just to say, hey, hey this, we're throwing back to the 80s because the last Freddy movie and Jason movie were, were Actually, Freddy doesn't really have too much nudity in this movie. It's more, it's more Jason. I think more Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, does Freddy have any? I don't think not, he has. Not any, really. does he? he might have one or two. Like it's not a lot. So I definitely, I think it was a like a, almost a throwback to you know Friday the Thirteenth. But like yeah. it was just so unnecessary and right in your and like literally, I think it was like zoomed in. Like it was like right in your face. It was so funny. <laughs> now was that Jason's dream or was Jason dreaming and Freddy put that in the dream? Jason wasn't alive yet. Well, he was sort of alive. He was sort of, he was in some kind of comatose state or coma state. How, okay. How did Freddy get, make, get him alive? Cause he must've been in like a coma state. Oh. So, <laughs> uh, so he's, see, I, I don't understand this whole Jason thing. So he, electric, electrocution wakes him up. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, water. Well, how how else does he get up? Like, what what were the other ways? He was well, electrocuted twice. Well, he's electrocuted to get up in seven, six, six, six. No, uh, six was electrocution. Seven was telekinesis um, from that I, girl. Yes, telekinesis. Eight, eight, eight was uh, electrocution, and then he was somehow. Nine, they t- in JC was tell, he totally forgot the end of eight because he was somehow running in the woods and he got shot up. And then, yeah, so electrocution. So, so do you think they, they met in hell? Like they were like, they, like they were friends in hell? Like, the, or like he knew him, like, you know, he like as a neighbor in hell? <laughs> they were buddies. Because <laughs> he had to know him. Like, I, 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 like there were two separate places. First of all, Crystal Lake is that close to. Well, it's in New Jersey to Ohio. You can do that in eight, nine hours. Well, in the movie, they do it way too fast. They're very, very fast. So it's okay. Right. Yeah, because they wouldn't be able to do that. I, it was already late at night, and they're still there, and it's still late at night. So, okay, you know that that was that, now that was a little bit questionable. But no, I don't know how he must have been in some coma state because that's the only way that Freddie can Freddie can't go inside somebody that's actually dead. So he must have been taking a nap. Maybe he was hibernating like a bear. I feel like he does that a lot, though. He does a lot of hibernation. <laughs> he does. He does. And then you get his mom. I like it. I oh. like the mom <laughs> saying, you're sleeping, and I need you to go to Elm Street. And then right from there, he wakes up. Zombie Jason wakes up. But that's all he needs. It needs his mom speaking to him. And I think the woman did a great job. You know? She was she, great. She, like, you know, she definitely reminded you of the original mom. So I Yeah, and just good. before this, the, ki- the one thing I love about this movie was Ronnie used direction, the the fighting style and the kills. Because you, when you're watching this movie, again, you know these guys, you know the kills are going to happen. But I, I think I love the quick, the quickness of them because there were so many other things going on. But that Hong Kong style fighting and the kills were like that. When he stabs the girl with the machete through the tree, it's like super fast. You see the blood, and then it's done. Yeah, you know, I I think. I, I mean, and when I said I didn't know the plot, you know, I know the basic plot, but I think what happens in this movie is after you know the plot, it's just basically a tons of throwback to Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. Just like the, the way the kills are, like they, they throw everything in your face. I mean, it, like it kicks off like right away, you know, and like the, the kills and like it just brings you it brings, it's a lot, a lot of nostalgia, you know, back to the movies, you know, the way that was happening. So that was very cool. I love that they, I, I like when other movies do the nostalgia, like they do like a new story. But I think this was perfect because it was so long. You had Robert Englund back, you know, he has to be it, you know? Yeah. And Ken did a great job because Ronnie Yu, uh, Robert, I think he's 5'8, and Kane is only 6'1. So he wanted somebody towering when they were fighting in like the real world, so to speak. So Ken's 6'5. So you see that huge yeah, mass. Yeah, he, he looked huge. He looked huge. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, and then within seconds, Jason is on Elm Street. He's walking on friggin' Elm. That's awesome. How did he get there so fast? That, I, I, that I, you know, that was one of my questions. How did he find it? Because his mom said you gotta, you know, start killing or whatever. And then he somehow walks there, knows exactly where Elm Street is. It would be funny if they had like a Sarah Connor, and he's on, he's killing on all different Elm Streets on the way. Elm Street in West New Jersey, Elm Street in Philadelphia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. And then they're like, hey, Jason, wrong wrong Elm Street. Supposed to go to Springwood, Ohio. And he walked there. 
He walked there. I mean, and like he's that's, slow. He's very slow. So I mean, yeah. Well, teleport, Jason. We we, we discussed oh, this many times. You know he, what? He probably did teleport. You're right. He, he definitely to. probably teleported. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. It's funny. It, it doesn't have to be a reason. Like it doesn't have to be. You know. It, it, we know it's Jason. We know what he does. If it's it's so far fetched that the fact that he does get there doesn't even matter. It's oh, I know. You know like, the, the fact that he's there, you know, like it's just that's the, what's great about these movies. Like you don't need to dissect it and figure out, you know, how did he get there? It's Jason. Doesn't matter. He's just there. I don't care how it's, he gets up. I don't care if somebody rubbed a friggin' genie lamp and said, "I want Jason Voorhees back." People will be like, "That's ridiculous." I'm like, "No, that's what that's what we need." Yeah. Yeah. That's no, it. Awesome. So then we get the the main cast of the movie. We get Kelly Rowland, who is still Destiny Child is still together at this time. She plays Kia, Catherine Isabel, who's in Ginger Snaps and Ginger Snaps Two. She plays Gib, and then Monica Keena, who's the star. Oh. We'll talk about her as Lori. Did they purposely just make her shirt? lower and lower throughout the movie was somebody taking a, a thread and moving it is the final scene of the movie it is so low and i'm like i understand why the director would do that you know for the you know a horror movie but i'm like wow that's a little it's getting yeah, lower no, and lower it, it was getting lower and lower and he does a lot of screaming throughout the whole movie um yeah i mean she's even screaming at her father multiple times and like like i wonder if like if she was in like, if she's like known as like a horror scream queen, because like she has that piercing scream that she does. Like after a while, I was like, all right, I can't take it anymore. Cause she does scream. Like almost every other sentence is a scream. Yeah. I think, I think this movie was pretty much out of the box. When I looked at her IMDb, I feel like she was in totally opposite things of this. Oh, really? No, I think she does a pretty good job. Cause she, her character totally transforms. She's kind of like weak and yep. her friends kind of like bully her. But how about the first thing they're doing? They're playing oh, Mary oh, Fuck Kill with the three okay. stooges. Wait, I mean, wait, both of them, both rounds that they play are the most bizarre. Like, is that what women do? Like, you know, like, you know, you picture like, all right, you know, when girls have sleepovers, they're having uh, pillow fights. All right. You know, like, which I don't think happens. So now like, do they really play this game? And if they do, and I, and I can see them playing this game, you're going to put the, the two most random three people, like the three stooges. First of all, I don't even think they knew who the three stooges are. Well, the you know? one didn't know which one was la- uh, which one one has the bad toupee. Yes. Oh, the one who wears the wig. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then the second one was they threw Scooby in there. Yeah, Scooby, Shaggy, and uh, Fred. Fred, yeah. Now, what if they said, you know, have sex with Scooby? Which that that would have been funny. If she didn't yeah. say that, I think she said kill Scooby, but and marry Fred. But like it's just so like there were two such weird games they were playing. That was some sixty-five-year-old producer with a bunch of cash, <laughs> like Sean Cunningham, who was one of the producers in Creative Friday the thirteenth. He's like, Oh man, you know you know what the kids would love? Three stooges. So stupid. And you know, I, I for at first I thought the girl, the main girl, was Brittany Murphy. She looked just like Brittany Murphy. She looks like her, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Then, I, then after a while, I was like, oh no. But like, I thought it looked just like her. Yeah, but they're playing that. that I can't believe that they're doing that. I know. And then oh. you have the douche boyfriend come in that's dating Gib, who is like that hot Tom boy chick. And dude, the, the fact that they're setting the 
the friend up. They're setting up Lori with this guy, and he is the big. He's not as big of a. The other guy's an asshole. He's just a douche. When he says, "I really like the feng shui," <laughs> well, I don't even think they're setting up. Like they're forcing her on him. They like, were. That's so true. it wasn't even a setup. Like she wanted no part of it, and she she was forcing. Like, come on! And the kid, he went over and sat next to her. Well, I just. It was just weird. First of all, she looked over at him and he's like scratching his balls. That's that's <laughs> that was that was the first impression, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, Kia was like, How long has it been since you kissed Will? And she's like, oh. oh, how long has it been since you've been with been with a guy? And she yeah. was like, Will. And it's like, Well, why haven't you? And be like, Oh, maybe because my mom died. And she's like, Come on, he's cute. It's like, Jesus, this is like <laughs> she it's a special moment for her. She yeah. wants it to be special. And it's this guy that, like you said, scratching his balls. He pulls out a flask and puts his arm around almost both of them. Okay, so they go into like a sort of like not a house party, but they're hanging out. Who brings a flask? Who? Who? I mean, like, I, I mean, I would say bring a flask to a football game or something, you know. But you're going to someone's house. You, you're not going to bring a bottle of vodka or whatever whiskey or whatever you're drinking. Like, you can bring a flask. They look like loser alcoholics are probably <laughs> they're not in high school anymore i'm guessing they're probably like in their mid-20s because they're down the uh, the guy that is dating gib is not in high school i don't think any of them look like they're in high school <laughs> That's true. i mean really i mean so yeah i mean there's no way girls look like that in high school so you know oh i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we so we get Di- uh gib she goes upstairs with her douchebag guy that the first thing he says is like oh babe you're smoking a cigarette you're gross but i do like when she flicks the cigarette and it yeah, hits it, it, in the this movie does have a lot of comedy um you know i i you know it, it, again i think because friday 13th doesn't really have comedy and it was cool to see jason involved with some of the comedy yeah that, no, that's yeah, right so yeah i mean that was a good no smoking ad you know you, you smoke and then jason well, you know, they caught her smoking downstairs. She was facing, all she was facing the other way, smoking in the house. Like, <laughs> she was hiding smoking three feet away from her friends. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. <laughs> so she goes in the shower again, quick boobs. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Just to show her like that. And then the guy's like, hey, babe, you're going to make me a sandwich? Babe. And then, dude, Jason. Oh, I love this. This is one of my favorite kills I think he's ever done. Like, it's just, and it, you know, and I think what that's what this movie does because it's been so long since they made either movie. They kind of upped it up, you know, they ramped it up a little bit for kills. Yeah. Like, the, he already, I think he was already almost dead before he, he did was. the second. Right. So they didn't have to do the second part. It just looked so cool the way they did it. <laughs> Yeah, Ken, that was his favorite kill in all the – that and even in Manhattan. He loved the fact that they did like the – they fold him backwards. Oh, and it looked so real. It did. did. You see the guy's head the whole time. Yeah. But he doesn't he hold on to his beer when he gets stabbed? I, I noticed that. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he was holding on to his beer the whole time. So, you know, I give him a little props for that. No soldiers left behind, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then when they all run outside, they run into a cop. And the cop? Deputy Stubbs, who guy that I'm telling you, this guy, I don't think he gets enough credit as an actor because he plays these type of roles. I think he plays them so well. Lachlan Monroe. You got to think, Dead Man on Campus, hilarious, scary movie, hilarious. And in this, he plays a pretty good character. He's the out-of-town cop. He's like the first one in any of the movies, really, to question 
Like, hey, what's going on in this town? Well, it's because he he looks the same age as him. I think <laughs> it's true. So I think that's part of it. I mean, he looks like he just graduated, you know, so um, into the police force. No, he's awesome. He's he's great. And, you know, I wonder, was this before some of his other movies? Like this, or was he? This is after Dead Man. Dead Man, Dead Man on Campus is like 96, 97. I think Scary Movie, the first one's like 2000 or 2001. So, yeah. Because okay. he does mostly comedy, right? Yeah, I would say mostly, yeah. Okay. No, I I think he was great, and the other no, guy looked cool. familiar too. The, the the main cop, like the older guy. Well, that's uh, our guest soon, Gary Chalk, Sheriff Williams. <laughs> I'll be talking to Gary in a couple weeks. We talked on Instagram today, and uh, he's excited, so that'll be a lot of fun. But I love that the cops know about Freddie, and even when the kids are like, "Why are they asking us about our dreams? Like, what does it matter about our dreams? Wouldn't they know? Like, I guess." I guess it'd be really hard for in this scenario, it makes it think because Gib was in the shower. So he could have passed out. So it does make you as the audience or not the audience as the other kids thinking like, Oh, maybe it could have been Freddie. Well, I think one thing this movie does are people fall asleep in the most random places that I don't understand how they're sleeping. Like almost like too quick. So like, I mean, and I wonder how, unless I missed it, how long was the last Freddy kill where did this movie take place? Because the fact that none of these kids know Freddy at all. I know the parents have blocked it and they got rid of everything. So, like, had to be a long time. I mean, I know in in real world, it's like 10 years, right? Was it like 10 years? Well, well, if you think about it. So, if you remember Wes Craven's New Nightmare, that kind of makes the movie. It's a movie within yeah, a movie. Yeah, correct. About a movie, and then he is actually real. But if you go like Freddy's Dead, I guess that's like 91? Right. I, I was thinking 90? 93, right. So In 13 years? That's a long time that you can kind of get people to not think about it? You know, I don't know. This is this is a guy... Okay, so five movies, which means this guy has killed so many people. Oh, I know. That's, that's, hard, to, that's hard to bury, you know, so... Um, I, you know, I question, and we say this all the time, you know, in these movies, when we watch these sequels, how do people not know what happened in the past? You know, so things that are so prominent. Yeah. Even if they don't know that Freddie did it, maybe if that doesn't leak out, because you think how many really survivors are there? Heather, uh, Nancy dies in the third one. Uh, the only one that really survived is, uh, Alice, yeah. Alice Johnson's the only one that's really alive. I don't know if in. Freddy's dead. Anyone else survives, but really nobody else is there to carry on the story. So they could just say suicide or died in their sleep. So, oh, you know, okay. So I'm glad you mentioned Freddy's dead. So Freddy's dead is right before this one or no, I guess that's the last one as Freddy. It's not the weird new nightmare, right. not weird new nightmare. Right, right. Right. So he, yeah. does he go to hell in that one? Is that, well, he is in hell because in Jason goes to hell. No, I know Freddy that he pulls, yeah, so I guess he is in hell, yeah. So maybe okay. they did meet in hell. <laughs> okay, well, they had um, to, bing- he grabs a mask. Oh, no, he yeah, grabs bingo a bingo night. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. <laughs> bingo night. So then we have, oh, yeah, so Lori, like you said, I know it is weird that they fall asleep, but I think at this point, these kids aren't, from this point on, I don't think they really fall asleep, like, in their own beds. I think they're still, like, they're probably at the police station all night. But Lori, she falls asleep, and she has her own little, uh, nightmare but i love when she's walking around the police station i love when the posters turn the missing kid poster which are a lot of missing kids in that town yeah 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 that was a lot well you know okay so 
let's so the fact that these kids are falling asleep and they're finally getting into Freddy's nightmare. Why were they not getting into the nightmare before? Because he didn't have any strength yet. There was nobody thinking about Freddy. They heard people say at the police station, oh, they asked about our dreams and this guy. I heard the name Fred Krueger. So just that little bit gives him like that little bit of power. Yeah, I, th- I get that. But in the other movies, those kids didn't weren't thinking about Freddy. Like in the first movie, they weren't thinking about Freddy. And they still, Freddy was able to get in there. No, they did know about Fred Krueger because Nancy in the first movie, I'm trying to think how it, how it started. There was something that he was mentioned and then he got, I guess the first kill to, I can't think of her name, Amanda, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I can't think of her name, but she's done a ton of stuff. But that first kill, I don't remember. I'm sure uh, Chris Egan will uh, text me about this. But no, I forgot if that first kill, if there was some inkling before about Fred Krueger, if there was like a story that was told about yeah, it. I know I later in the movie, there's more about right. it. But, uh, right, right. Okay. All right. But yeah, the, the, the police station dream. Is, I mean, those posters are very cool. The way they oh, did dude. that. And then, and then the girl's bleeding from her eyes and she's thinking that she's out of the dream. And then she has to go. And then she goes to, and then we forget because earlier she lives in Freddie's old house. So she goes to 1428 Elm Street and the little kids are doing the one. Who would buy two, that house? Who would it buy that house? It must be free at this point, right? I, I was like, who would buy as parents? Cause obviously the parents knew or the mom knew. Or the dad knew. Uh, why would they buy that house? Like, you know, having one murder. If if I'm looking for a house and I find out there's a murder in the house, I don't think I'm buying that house. Let alone multiple murders. You well, let's not even talk about the person that buying it because you might be from out of town. Wouldn't the neighbors be good? Na- wouldn't that be the greatest neighborly thing? As soon as a real estate agent goes in the back, they're like, "Oh, you got to see the pool." And it's like, "Hey guys, I got to tell you, this house. People die in this house. Yeah." And then the real estate it's, it's, agent, I, the real estate agent shouts <laughs> in the back, "Yeah, people are dying to get a deal. Does Check it? out the singer <laughs> pool." Dude, if I if I'm a neighbor, I'm not living there anymore. I mean, oh, that's you know, true. Like, think about it. Like, I, like, why did they say? Like, I want like, I don't know. You know, bad parenting. Always, always the, bad parenting. Always bad parenting. And then the and then the neighbor, as soon as the real estate agent like walks into the room, he's like. Hey, there's a guy that used to live here who used to slash. What did you say? Were you going to slash the price? price? You used to slash the price. <laughs> That'd be like a curb, a curb kind of thing. That would be good, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, back to the girl with the eyes. Now, that girl was very young. She had, she looked like she was like nine. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of mess with her? Like, I mean, she did an incredible job. I mean, like the way, like, like her dialogue that she has while her eyes are closed that looked like it was like sewn shut or whatever, like was yeah. going on. I mean, extremely creepy. But like, wouldn't that mess with her? Like as a child, like I mean, like that's not gonna give her nightmares. Like, well, maybe not. Maybe they're like, oh, it's just raspberry or it's jelly. Or well, you know, you know, I wonder if like because she can't see what she looks like. I wonder if they told her, no, oh, you're, you know, like like it, you're you're in the forest with a bunch of you know animals, and it's like, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, she doesn't realize where she is. Yeah. <laughs> And I love that she's so in like trance looking at the girl's jump rope and, and then Freddie just goes, boo. <laughs> you know what? Seeing those girls doing the jump rope and singing was, was awesome because they found girls that look exactly like the ones from the original movies. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like it was, it was awesome. That was like a good throwback. 
that perfect nostalgia. And then we cut to uh, the drunk bro, his buddy Blake, who we don't know what happened, right? We only Gibbs screamed and saw the body, but I'm sure everybody went up to double check, right? So, well, or maybe at least he ran in the room, right? To see like, oh my God, my buddy got killed this way. Didn't he go to school the next day? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, how the hell do you go to school the day after witnessing the most horrific murder you possibly could see? You know, it, 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 I mean, to see that in person has got to be a, 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 like crazy. Like to see that in person. Yeah. To see a dead body in person in general. But to see a body in half, pushed in half in a bed, it's got to be extremely disturbing. How do you go to school next day and act like nothing? It's traumatizing. I think she even yes. says, "Like Dad, I just, I just want to be, I just want to be, be normal for the day or something like that." It's like I could not, my dude, my freaking hamster died when oh. I was like in third grade. I took like two days off. I couldn't deal with it. They saw this horrific oh. murder, and they're all hanging around, like you know, hey, you know, they're talking like you know, I just, yeah, so weird. I would not be able to go to school. I'm surprised they didn't close the school down. Like, I mean, that's something they like, should have. That's yeah, that's crazy. So. Or other movies that usually offer uh, counseling, unless he's not oh. from the town and he's thirty and he graduated twelve years ago. They're like, oh, whatever. He shouldn't. He was asking for it. <laughs> Down to happen. No, my question is, Blake probably it was his friend. Yep. He went upstairs, probably saw the body. So how how does he have the balls in the next scene oh. to to say? Dude, I'm going to kill that Fred. I heard them say, Freddy, I'm going to kill him myself. I'm going to find him, and I'm going to smash his head in. Well, he seems like that guy that at every party, he wants to try to fight somebody, but gets his ass kicked every single time. Yeah. That's that's what he seems like. So, you know, I, I, everybody knows that one guy, you know, we might have worked with them at, at True Green. We might have worked <laughs> with them, yes. <laughs> no, but then you get Freddy, and then he's on his porch thinking about, like, killing Freddy. He nods off, and then Freddy's trying wait, to kill him with his well, shadow. Wait, wait, before, before, is that before or after he has that argument with his dad? Well, that oh. is no. That is right after he yeah he argues with his dad, then he falls asleep. But the, the way he talked to his dad, what what what, what he, like what forget what he said, but like something like "give me an effing break" or like he just like forget <laughs> what he said, like oh ridiculous. Yeah, he says like "give me an effing break." My my <laughs> best friend just got murdered. <laughs> Like, when the dad be like, all right, you're right. You know what? I'll give you a break. Your best friend got murdered. Yeah. Like, yeah. The father was like kind of being a dick to him as soon as he walked outside. Like, I mean, like. I think he's, I think he asked about his drinking. Were you drinking? I think that's what it was. And he had his flask right next to him. Was he, he, was, was it, he was literally sitting right next to him. Are you drinking? No. <laughs> it's like Velcro to his pants at all times. He always has that thing filled. But no, and then Freddy's trying to kill him with the yeah. shadows in the street. He's running around, and and then I love Freddy. He's like, "Oh, I'm not strong enough. I'll let Jason have this one." So he breaks that barrier a few times because he 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 looks like yeah. he looks at the camera, and he's like talking to the audience. Like, I mean, yeah. that that's like again, it, you know, they make this movie, they made this movie fun. I think that's what it yeah. is. Like, you know, like they just made it fun, and the fact that Freddy's talking to the audience, I think, is hysterical. Like it's just so yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> the exact line is, "I'll let Jason have some fun," and then and then the kid wakes up and he's like kind of scared because that's when Freddie doesn't Freddie like slash at him, and then that's when the kid wakes up and then he looks over his dad, and then yeah, he's yeah, like, "Dad, yeah, dad," yeah. as dad dad's head falls off. Yeah, the dad was just like staring at it. Yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Yeah, 
And then he gets up. He gets the. I love the machete kills like that. I love that in all the old Friday Thirteenth. I don't need to see the the stab. That is cool. But I love like you letting your imagination run when you see the machete go, and then just the blood squirt against the house. That looks awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know. Speaking of this, I think Freddy kills only one person in this movie. I think he gets shafted a little bit. Jason, Jason, he only kills the one person with the in the 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 one guy the in the mirror that it says Freddy's back. Oh yeah, is that really it? That's it. Jason kills everybody. Jason literally, and and I mean, obviously, talk about the party. We'll get there. He literally kills (laughs) so many people, and like you know, again, I I like Jason. You know, I like Friday Thirteenth, but like in this movie, they really make you a fan. If you're not a fan of Jason, they make you a fan of Jason. Cause he's just like, that so, is true. He's so bad in it. Badass in this movie. Like he just doesn't care. He just goes on a tear. <laughs> it's like, he's the badass, and it's like good cop, bad cop, it, good cop. F- Freddie is the funny one that you're like listening to and yep. like hanging every word. And then you're and, you the know, muscle. Jason's on beating the shit out of the, the guy <laughs> in the <laughs> interrogation room. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now we get to uh Jason Ritter. John Ritter's son. If you can't, when you see him right away, you're like, "Oh, that's John Ritter's son." Oh, like, easily. Within yeah. like, you see yeah. it, yeah. and then now we get him in a mental hospital. So then right away we get the exposition of like why he's there. So he's in there because he saw Lori's dad kill her mom, and they bring that up because on the news they yep. show the house and that there was a brutal murder there. What a coincidence that as soon as he tells talks about that, it's right on the TV. Mm. The timing of it, right? I do like his friend. His friend was pretty good. Yeah, he's in a but he's in the trying to think what kind of he's in like kind of like one of those not uh obviously we covered dorm days, but he's in a dorm days type yeah, movie. Yeah, he but seems no, like Mark that character. Is great in this. Yeah, he he seems like that character um in like so many movies. Like I he, he just he was to me like I didn't like a lot. I mean like I think Ritter was okay. Like I don't think he was that great, but I think he was like probably one of the best characters, the, the sidekick. I think he was great. No, I, yeah, the fact that he put his life on the line. Yeah. Or he's a good friend. He puts his ass on the window, like, and he's howling like a monk. And he does that, gets Trank thrown in the bed, and you can see he's like exhausted from getting, you know, tranquilized. And he did that just to steal the guy's key card. Which means, why didn't he do it all this time? Like they, they, <laughs> they, they escape. Like that, their plan was to escape. And they get to go to his ex-girlfriend, who he hasn't seen since she was 14. So it's been, you assume he's, well, I guess she's probably like 17 right now. So it's only a couple of years, even though she looks like she's yeah. 24. Um, yeah. But like, so why didn't they try to escape all this time? Maybe they maybe they really were going to, I don't know, it's not like they had a <laughs> sentence, right? <laughs> no. And, and, and like, did they explain why he's there? The brother? Oh, because I think, because he thought Freddie... Because Freddie killed his brother, so I think he believed that. So all the people there were the kids. You're okay. on Hypnosil. I got you. Okay. So just to, just, to later. Hush, just to hush them up, throw them in there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shut them up. Yep. Yep. Lock it up. Throw away the key. Okay. So then we get uh, Lori's dad. Oh. So oh. <laughs> this guy, he's in a ton of stuff, and I feel like he always, he always plays this. God, he is trying to drug his daughter within Trying. seconds of being oh. home. He he is the creepiest dad. I mean, and you know, I forgot this movie. So like, his interaction with his daughter in the beginning, I'm like, he comes across so creepy. And then they Ooh. play it, and they play on it later on. 
So like <laughs> I what I I wasn't expecting it. I just thought like he just seemed a little creepy. And even she like the way she hugged him goodbye. Like it was a it's a very weird relationship. Yeah. Oh, but what a, cre- a creep. I mean, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get Sheriff Williams, future guest Gary Chalk, talking to Lori's dad. And then they're talking like, they're hush hush. We really need to keep this contained. And Lori obviously is with an earshot. So kind of dumb yeah. to, to the fact that you're doing that. And then they go to school the next day. Oh, that's when he's trying to give it to her in the orange juice. And yes. she's like, no, dad, I don't want it. Not, not even trying to. He's like, it's like that. We see it in movies all the time when they're taking the stuff right out of the capsule. Like, it's like yeah. really like, like trying to poison his daughter to like, I guess I could just, but is that to put her to sleep? Is that what he's trying yeah. to do? Well, he's trying to make it so she doesn't dream. Hypno still basically makes it so you, you can't dream anymore. Like in the other movies, like, uh, Nancy gets drugged by her right. mom, but that's just regular yeah. sleeping pills. So she is going to dream. And but, then but, even but she's going to school. Four. So why is he giving it to her now? He doesn't want her to go to school. That's when she, no, he probably thought she was going to stay home, but then that's when she's like, no dad, I just want it to be normal. I need to be with my friends. Okay. So that pill though, puts you to sleep, but doesn't give you dreams. So it's a sleeping pill that doesn't make you dream. Is this such such a thing? I don't know. know. This sounds weird. There's some people that can't dream. So somebody's probably listening right now. Did you know like 25% of people don't have inner dialogue? How do you know? So they can't, like, right now talk to themselves. How do you know? Are you one of them? It's a study. No, I can do <laughs> it. You can do what? I can talk to myself in some end. I think everybody can. What do you mean? No. Trust me, 25% of people can't do it. They can't talk to themselves in their head. In their head. How do you know if they're they lying? Hear, they hear no. <laughs> Why would they lie? <laughs> what out of four people going into like a food court at the mall? They're lying. What do well, they have to gain? Because it's a it's a it's a story to tell at a party. <laughs> oh, the story. Oh, wait, the the story is that they lied at the. They the, lied the that survey? they can't talk inside their head. I, I don't buy that. I can't like. It, it's the simplest thing to do. Okay, at sequels only. Let us know if you have no inner dialogue. I want to hear. I want to hear this. I want to see the stats on this because I. I find well, they can't hear it. They can't hear it. I don't know. That seems a little weird. So then we get a little weird. How about we get the stoner guy who's pretty much Jay Muse from Jason Muse, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I don't think he could have gotten any more Jay Muse than than he was. I think he could have played a stunt double. That's how. That's how Jason oh. Muse he was. I mean, from well, personality to looks. I mean, who would you say is he more Jay Jay Muse? Or is the frat bro, bro more Billy Bob? Because he even has the same jersey. He wears number 69, which Billy Bob wears in Varsity Blues. Yeah, you know what? You're right. He he did look like him, too. And uh, well, he's a half, well, still, having to say this, he's half the size of Billy Bob. <laughs> Billy Bob's out. He, he was definitely, well, was Billy Bob the guy that lost all that weight? No, 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 no. no. You know what I'm talking about? The guy from American History you're X? Thinking about, you're thinking of the guy from Remember the Titans that lost a lot of weight. Yeah, no. American History X. Yeah, okay. They look the same. Yeah. <laughs> all fat guys look the same. <laughs> Not anymore, dude. That guy will beat the Oh, shit he's out huge. Of us. <laughs> so then we have Lori. She's telling her friends about the nightmare that she had about Freddy. And then out of nowhere, Mark comes. And the because she's talking about the girls that were jump rope, and he's like, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And she's like, Mark, and then Will is on the other side. So, okay, uh, so okay, so Mark knew all this time. 
And that's again, that's what. So I, I, you know, for some reason, then why didn't Will know? Like Will didn't seem to know about what Freddie. Yeah. Well, he knew about Freddie. He just doesn't know that what's revealed at the end of the movie. No, but he didn't. He seemed to like he knew about because I felt like he didn't seem to un- know what was going on. Uh, no, he knew what was going on. Well, he thought he was in there for a different reason, which we'll talk about. No, right, right, right. Well, we go about it right now. He thought he was in there because he tells Lori, hey, I was sneaking into your house one night. Right. And I saw your dad murdering your mom. But that's what I mean. So, like, you know, if, if he knew about Freddy, he could easily think that, you know, something to do with Freddy. So, like, I, I feel like he just didn't know. Like, I, just, I don't know. I feel like they were no, they, they knew more about Jason than Freddy. Yeah, well, Mark knew more a lot about Freddie because that's how his brother right, his brother died. Like the suicide, he correct. knew that it wasn't because my brother would never do that. Right, right, okay. And, and then, way, he, do you know who his brother was? Yeah, the Farkas from yeah. uh, from a Christmas Story. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And the brother on Titus. Titus was a great show. He was good in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Lori passes out after she sees Will. So I guess she doesn't. He doesn't tell her everything. But freaking cameo, the Mister Cameo, Bob Shea. He makes sure he's in every Friday the Thirteenth, uh, every Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. It's so yep. funny. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Nah, always. Like I said, I think this movie was a good, a good throwback to both series, the way they yeah. did everything. I like Kia's first. Uh, so then they're at the nurse's office. Right away, the nurse is a total bitch. Like, so I don't know when Kia really falls asleep. Like, when do we get to the dream? Because the lady was shushing her the whole time. She, like I said, like the kids fall asleep so fast in this movie. Like, I, I, there was no time. Like, I, like she was literally having a conversation. Two seconds later, she's thinking about Freddie. Like, so it was just weird how fast that happened. I love the uh, magazine was just like normal, like lines showing plastic surgery, and then page, page, then blood open. I'm like, whoa! And then freaking Freddie well, says, well, first "I got she, your nose." Well, for, well, first she talks about getting a nose job. She asked the lady and she shushes yeah. her again. Right. So that's why Freddie did the nose thing. But so Freddie still doesn't have his powers yet. He doesn't yet. No, he doesn't have enough yet. But because he took her, he, he did take her nose off in his land. So I would assume she should have had like cuts when she woke up. Well, she did grab her nose and she did feel something. So I guess well, maybe no, it's it, like a stamina bar in a video game. He doesn't no. have enough. To go she, against the she, boss. She here. grabbed her nose because she wanted to make sure it was still there. I don't think she. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, I, I feel like, like, you know, when he did the shadow, there was nothing. Because he had nothing. Yeah. He, he was literally with her and, he, and cut her nose off. You saw her nose come off. So, I, I would have thought that she would have came, like, with a little blood or something. Like, something. Yeah, there should have been something like a nosebleed. I guess yeah. that could have been something if she, like, grabbed, like, a, a, a tissue to show that, hey, how did this happen? And yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. No, that could have been good to make you think like, hey, he's getting closer. Right, right. To, you know, entering or be able to like harm people in their dreams. Gotcha. And then this is where you really figure out like how deep it is when Will and Mark, because obviously we know when they're talking about it at the mental hospital, but when they go to the Springwood library and they're looking at all the records and everything is redacted and black, like no names, his brother's suicide is just like, Nothing. There's nothing there. Why would they even leave it in there at that point? I don't know. Like, That's you know, really like, I, 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 they blacked it out with, like, a, a marker. You know, it looked like it was a marker. Like, they highlighted it in black. Like, at that point, I'm just take out a library and no one could find it. Like, it, <laughs> it's it, like it, somebody's it, trying to read it. It's like, today's news, the, uh, <laughs> man, 
house dead. Or it's like they 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 couldn't have made it any more obvious that they're hiding something. Like you know, I mean, like it's it's literally right in your face. You know, again, it, that was just so dumb because they easily could have left the books out and they would never have found anything. Yeah, or just burn them. Like, they should have burnt the library down. You could throw it in the garbage. You had to burn it. <laughs> well, because then there's a real excuse to it. They, instead of saying like they could have been like, "Oh, the library burned down seven years ago," and they're like, "Ah." So you're saying they, they find... get rid? They get rid of two books to burn down the whole library? Yeah, to cover it up. You want to be in? You got to be in. That seems very extreme, and extremely violent. Dude, the people in this town are extreme. We so, see the, coma patients from hypnosis. No, I understand, but you're again, you're talking about two books that you easily can just throw in the garbage. Or how about ripping the pages out? No, you'd rather burn down the entire library for two pages. Yes. Okay. That seems a little excessive, but going deep, man. And then maybe then they have to find somebody that has like a a special now, then it would add a time to the movie, but no, the fact that you're right, they should have thrown it out. It was so obvious. It, it just looks so stupid. Like, you know, the, as they're reading it, here's underline here in black, here's black, black. It was just like so stupid. Like, just right thrown in their face. Or hide but it you, like in American Pie. Remember American Pie? When they had the okay. little book to show how to, like, eat, eat vagina and, like, make people go crazy? How about they, they were like, oh, there's nothing here. And then, hey, what's that behind there? <laughs> they blow it off, blow the dust off. Then that has the Freddy stuff in it. I don't know. It was just too, like you said, when he held up the page, it was all black. Rectangles. It looks so stupid. It's just so, but it, you know what? It, it definitely raised, raised some red flags to them. So, uh, you know, they're yeah. on a mission. Yeah, dude. Yes. So then we get, uh, and then that's when he, we find out Mark, I mentioned it earlier. He says, oh, my brother was killed by Freddie. And then Mark, this is like the cool, the thing that is funny because he changes because he is right, but then he's like, wrong in a sense of why the adults are doing it because he's like oh my god the adults are actually covering this up and then seconds later within the same scene he's like oh my god what if we release freddie because now people know about him and we mentioned his name in the school we we're screaming it so everybody's giving him power because because he he raised he said something like uh will said will is is ritter right yeah he said he goes you raised fear to every student in that school. Oh, so yeah. It's basically, it is his fault. It is. Yeah. Everything He's was going man. fine he, until he, <laughs> until he got there. They should have stayed in the mental hospital. The another, this kill would have, oh, then I guess Lori and everyone else, they would have been on hypnosis with them. So they would have been reunited. Really? And they all would have been hanging out together. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Stoner guy, Jay Muse would have had all the oh. pills he wanted. He'd have been fine. It would have worked out great. <laughs> So then we get it. You mentioned it earlier, the legendary cornfield party. This right. is like let up me, there. Let me, let me ask you something. So, you know, rave parties were, I was too old for them. Um, I was, you know, I, it was like a 2000s thing, I guess, you know, early 2000s probably or whatever. Have you ever been to a rave party? Like, do they really have them in the middle of a cornfield like that? I remember as a kid, people would go to them and like older kids would talk about like one being at a warehouse and they were going. I don't, I don't know if it's real, but I guess it is real. Well, like it, in a cornfield, like, and it looked like it was perfectly manicured for that specific purpose. Like they had. We used everything to party. We used to party in the woods, like by us, and we had a big clearing that we do. Yeah, but I think woods is different than a cornfield because 
if when they had like this the sky view of that cornfield, it literally was in the middle of a cornfield. Like you you have to travel through the cornfield, you know, a long time to get to the square patch. See, I wouldn't go to that just like I wouldn't go in the foggy uh lake no, of Victoria still not, not at all. And we see plenty of people walking along in this in this cornfield. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't I don't get it. There's no fear in these kids at all. <laughs> I know. Then we got Kia, who's kind of like the tough, uh, tough exterior. She's a real bitch to Linderman, who's like he's good too. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's great. He, he I at first I thought it was Miles Teller. Sort he of looks just, like him. He looks just and you know it's funny. I googled both their names and like together, and uh, plenty of people said like they were separated at birth. Like they, Plus, you look so at them side like, by uh, side, they look exactly the same. They really do. Look at that, D- Dermot Mulrooney and Dylan uh, McDermott situation. You also have, you also have the Fandy Newton and uh, who's the other one from? Uh, there's two of them. One from uh, I don't know. You, you've seen them. <laughs> you you see the one from? Uh, yeah, forget it. Come on. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so he so Linderman obviously has a crush on Lori, and then you get Kia, who's a huge bitch to him. Will oh. shows up, so she wants. I guess she wants, she really just, no matter what, wants Lori to have sex. Like, that's her mission. And she's thinking the guy who escaped the mental institution is the better chance than Linderman, the the virgin. So she's like, come on, Linderman, let's dance. I don't know if I would. Ten seconds later, she was ripping him apart. She Well, no, ten minutes before she was Ten seconds apart. before, that's what I mean. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and Linderman is not a virgin, by the way. Because he says, if you pay for it, that doesn't count. Or I it love doesn't, that. Doesn't yeah. Count. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> but is that real? Is that part? It's a part of a dream. So we don't know if that's real. Was it part of a dream? It was. Yeah, that was a dream part. Yeah. Wait, what was part of a dream? Oh, the the part that the, conversation the, 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 when they're oh, having I that conversation. Okay, okay. That, yeah. I got. I thought you meant the cornfield. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She's ripping apart, and then he's dancing with her. Two seconds later. Yeah, and then how about? When Lori says, I just want to dance well. And I'm thinking about like, dude, you escaped a mental hospital. Cops are looking for you. Some guy just got murdered at Lori's house. Let's just dance in the middle of a cornfield. I would like get out of there. Like we've never seen the kids in Elm Street ever like try to leave. Like, yeah. what if you went to, I don't know, Youngstown, Ohio? Can he get you there? Well, Freddie? Will he try? You know I want, uh, you know what? Has he ever killed outside of Elm Street? Well, yeah. Well, in the original canon of the franchise, no. Right, that's what I mean. Like in the original, so like, so, so this is part of the original. So, yeah, I, I guess he probably can't. Maybe Elm Street's the only. That makes no. That makes him weak. Yeah, the only, the only one that when he looks really different is like Freddy's dead. Right. Cause I remember that movie is so weird because it's like in like an empty cul-de-sac that looks like the middle of nowhere. It doesn't remind you of Springwood, but I have no idea. Right. But at least, at least Jason, I mean, Jason's gone to space. So Jason, he's, Jason, Jason, and he's Jason been to Manhattan. Manhattan. <laughs> he's, been, he, he's been on he, a boat. Yeah. He can kill anywhere. I mean, you know what? I'm starting to become a Jason fan. Yeah. He, he, he I kill will travel. That's what it says on his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> <laughs> but no, exactly. Like he'll do whatever. So then we see Gib. I guess she is. She passes out because she started to have a dream of her oh, dead boyfriend. Is... Who, no joke, he channels the voice of. Uh, God, I can't think of his name right now. Of oh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio when he's in Men in Black. When he's oh, yeah, yeah. Ro- Edgar, he's doing like, "Come on, babe, 
Come on, get your ass over here. So, I, I mean, th- this part is gets creepy. I hate it. I, I really do. It's such a creepy scene, but I do, I do like the kill. But it, I mean, I hate, I hate the, the, the scene. Like it's such a creep. Like it was almost, it was really unnecessary. Yeah, no, it definitely was. It was good that the way it ends, but I do like the first time you see Freddie because she travels Correct. into a silo barn thing, yeah. a boiler room that's on the cornfield property. And just the first time, like in the intro of that line, when he says, the only thing to fear is fear himself. And he points himself. to himself. Oh. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is like, now you like, all right, Freddie's seems like Freddie's back and he's going to get his first kill. And his his reaction to this is amazing. Like I I loved it, and that I I think that like from here on, I think Freddie was just very funny. Just like oh. he's just like so tired of Jason. Like I thought it was great. Oh, dude, when the blood comes out, when he's get, when he's like a spider, when she's hiding in the locker, oh. when she tosses her off the thing, she lands on top of this set of lockers. She hides in it, and he's like a spider. With his legs on top, and he's getting ready to stab her in the chest. And I just love when the blood goes on his face, and he's like, "Ugh." <laughs> no, he had such person, like he really had such personality in this movie. I mean, he always had personality, but he was just, he was great. Oh, dude! And then how about the fact that the creepy raver that's on top of Gib? Oh, that's she, the point. Oh. She's already like sliced on the ground, but I guess he has a little bit. He's caught. The bones are caught because he throws him. Okay. Yards okay. Away. Okay. Hundred yards. I, I he might have thrown him to space. The way he <laughs> threw him, and he, he threw him from the, the the machete. Like so, he didn't even pick him up. Has Jason <laughs> has Jason ever done anything like that? Has Jason ever thrown anybody like that before? No, that, not that, that I remember. far. I mean, no. he, he he threw him like it was so ridiculous, like. They, like I said, they really went over the top with a lot of this. I mean, it, just, it was very funny, but, like, so ridiculous. No, he he's launched, definitely... Launched him. Launched him. No, he's super strength. Even with some of the kills, like, what he's able to do in this movie. No. He's well, insane. He's, I, I can see him throwing across the room, which he does a lot in this movie. You know, he busts yeah. people against walls. But he, literally, he launches... It's like, it's, it's a space. Like, it was the most ridiculous thing ever. Ah, dude. And then here's my favorite like intro to the movie i didn't obviously couldn't do the entire scene but when freddie it walks up on top of these uh on top of the the frat bro talking to his buddy this everclear is kicking my ass you look like james vanderbeek (laughs) yeah (laughs) he looks uh, ken's huge man six five football player oh my god I like his like long hair that's just hanging there. Out so, does his hair ever guy. grow? Hey, Jeffo, this is really not a Halloween party. I don't think Why it don't does you grow. go find yourself a pig to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Invite only okay, okay. okay. The guy's a monster, <laughs> and you're gonna. <laughs> I love still. He's like questioning, like ah. But look, look at the size of him, and look at his wearing. And you're gonna talk crap to him? I would run if I lit a guy on fire that was that big. I'd be already running. I wouldn't wait for him oh. to grab his machete that he had on his waist, like he's like robbing him. And, and let's be honest, he runs very slow. <laughs> he does the run kid, really the slow. kid runs so slow, like it's ridiculous. <laughs> but that when he comes out of there on fire and starts hacking away, oh, oh. so awesome. 
Dude, he's snap. Then- Dude, he's just slicing everyone. And and- a lot of people walk up to him. There's one guy that he like. The guy walks up to Jason, like not even ready to punch, just walks towards him and. Yeah. Like, again, you're right. I mean, the minute you see a guy on fire who's six five with a machete, I'm out of there. I'm not waiting around. I'm not going to try to take him. There's no. De- I'm out of there. Like, like these people don't. And what did? I don't know how cornfields are, but wouldn't like the whole cornfield start catching on fire? I guess it wouldn't it looked, because it's wet. Like it's like it's it, not it, dry. It I would think it. I, if it's dried corn, well, I'm saying it's wet. It's still. It's like if I lit grass on fire, right? Like on a you know non-dry yeah, day. It'd be yeah, fine. but the cornfield was all yellow. It looked like it was like you know. It looked yeah. It was. It looked like it was. I could have burned up pretty fast. It was burning corn. Know. Is that what you're saying? It could make a little popcorn. but like i said earlier when he gets the cigarette flicked on his face that's like no smoking this would have been the perfect beer ad because he he hits the one guy machete goes through into a keg and cool it basically stops the flames on his body yeah that could have been Coors light ad so yeah i mean so in this movie he gets cigarettes thrown at him and beer spilled on him (laughs) And he doesn't flinch. Like it just it just keeps going through the motion. Like nothing phases him. He's that drunk buddy. He's he, that drunk buddy getting cigarettes flicked on him, beer spilled <laughs> on him, and he's like, Jalay, let's go. That's who's willing to doing. fight anybody? Who's willing to fight anybody? That is you know. True. I just so I, again I still laugh though. Like I, I, you had these two dr- uh, high fools drunk and who are whatever and they're talking the guy looked first of all a guy walking into a cornfield with a hockey mask on who's six five you're gonna have a conversation with him i know and and, and let, let's be honest you can see it strands of his hair that so he's obviously doesn't look right i mean you know you don't need to take the mask off to know that something's not right with this guy you're out of there i mean you're not gonna have a conversation <laughs> Yeah, the fact that they think like, "Hey, let's uh, we're gonna teach this guy a thing or two. It's like it's not even worth it. <laughs> it's not even worth it. No, and you can insult him right away. Yeah, and the fact that so this is the next part. It seems nobody knows about him. Later, Linderman talks a little bit about him, but even at this point, I feel like he did research and they cut that scene because in the next scene they're in uh, Mark's brother's van that Will took, and uh, not not a. Uh, Jay, he says, man, that goalie was pissed about something. <laughs> and he's smoking weed with Linderman. Well, he, well that's how he relaxes. Listen, I mean, that's, you know. Now, all right, let's get back to the, the van and the house. He's been away for how long that, and the brother's been dead since then. The van just starts up. Like, no one, he, the fact that he's able to have a house, there's electricity still in the house. No one's lived there for five years or whatever. Well, his Did parents you... might still be there. That's what I was thinking about. Where does parents go? Well, they don't mention them. They weren't there at all. No, that's what I mean. Maybe the dad yeah. drives it every so often to bowling practice. I don't know. And why does it look like that? I mean, it is <laughs> it is the Scooby-Doo van. It, is. it really is. <laughs> but then even at this part, what did you just endure again? The night before you see a guy get folded like, a, you know, like into a bed. That isn't a foldable bed. And then this, you see murder upon murder in a cornfield. What are we going to do? We're just going to drop everybody off one by one so they can go home. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're not either, one, going to the cops, or two, going to your parents and telling them, listen, 
We have a murder. We just witnessed, witnessed a massacre. A massacre. It was. It, it wasn't. A, it was a massacre of all my friends that I was just partying with. You, you're just gonna stay quiet, and you're just gonna be like. I know. <laughs> Honestly, that that's what makes no sense. And then, so the last person he had dropped off, Will, again, Will broke out to save her. He's like, Lori's like, I have to go home. And the dad comes right after. This is when he tells her about the story about, hey, I saw your dad kill your mom with this knife. The dad in the pouring rain comes to the window. Lori, Lori. <laughs> what a creep. And, 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 and basically almost murders Will. Oh, he was, dude. He he was about to murder Will. He's a nut job. I mean, this guy's a weirdo. But he can't. And he can't for for a guy that's in the biggest conspiracy in any thing. Like documentaries could be done by this. The fact that they're covering up uh, this guy's murdering kids by putting them into comas. He doesn't have a quick answer for his daughter that just says, "You know, I thought you were just a general." Which is weird <laughs> that he's a general practitioner. But he could sign off on putting people in comas. Well, that's just the name he, title he gives. So I just don't know. Will seems like he's in decent shape. How is he getting manhandled by this father? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I mean, really, maybe they don't let him work out in prison. Well, he's not in prison. Mental hospital. Maybe the hypno still makes you weak. Eh, all right. I'm just saying, you know, you got, you got my girlfriend's father putting his hands around my neck. It's, I'm not going to sit there and let him kill me. But you're not on hypnosil. Well, that's true. All right. <laughs> Maybe one of the side effects is noodle arms. <laughs> they do that purposely you, so they can't then, fight back. Then you know what? I know a lot of people that must be on it now. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that she, he again, he can't come up with one answer when she's like, Dad, you knew about Will and never told me? And he just said, oh, Lori, it was for your own good. And then she's running away while this guy's trying to knock down her door. She climbs out of the window fast enough, which in the pouring rain, that's got to be pretty slippery. But And her dad, I love when he's yelling out the window, Lori, come back, Lori. Like, yeah, that's going to work. Between both of them, all they do is scream. That is true. And, and she was screaming this entire scene, screaming at her dad to stop, screaming at her dad, scre like just screaming the whole time. And she winds up back in Will's arms. Do you think they always scream like before this when everything was still good? They just scream, I love you. I love you. Take out the maybe trash. Hard, maybe it's hard of hearing. <laughs> maybe they both are. <laughs> See? Okay. So that makes sense now. Oh, God. That's great. <laughs> and now, so Will's hiding in the bushes creepily. He, when he was in a van, he's going to sit there and get soaking wet. He could get sick, you know? Like, why wouldn't you? Why would you sit in the rain? They go, hey, we're going to go to Mark, who's the expert. And then Mark. Oof. That that was, you know, what? again, I like this character, um, but that was rough. I mean, first of all, they, the fact that they're showing, like, where was that video? Was that just, was him sleeping? He saw the video? Was that what it was? He saw the video what of his mean? brother. He saw the video of his brother. Uh, well, he sees it. He sees it in the bath. He's in the bathroom. That's... He looks over and sees it. No, but he it was a video it was showing on his computer. Of that. Oh, to start it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so it starts playing, and then he hears the bathroom, and then that's why he goes in there. No, but I'm saying, where, what, is that a video that he had, or he fell asleep, and that's what Freddy made him watch? Oh, I'm guessing he fell asleep, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, I, 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 I think that would be saved on the family computer. Uh, you never know. This is the family birth, the family death. <laughs> 
<laughs> right after the time we climbed Mount Washington. <laughs> Here's when your father fell off the cliff. <laughs> but this whole scene, when he's getting ready to take the last wake aid pill, that's the name of the pill, and then Freddy spooks him a little bit, and he drops it down the sink, and you see the the pill yep. going down. And then he has to look over and see his brother. And I love this scene because I like him as an actor because I think he's funny on Titus. But the way he's talking and it's Freddie's voice, great. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good scene the way they, they did that. And, uh, yeah, this poor kid. I mean, uh, ugh. I think they did like, that perfectly for, for you. Like somebody that doesn't watch a ton of horror movies. I know you watch like the main franchises and I've made you watch a bunch more, but to, for you to like a guy, I think that's what horror is. They get you to like a character, and then they're like, "We're gonna crush your hopes and well, dreams." Well, I, I, well, I think it's part of it. Is also is there's a lot of characters not to like. So I think you know you got to kind of pick and choose the characters you you are like. That's true. You do like. So I think that's part of it also. You know, you got to find. There's got to be at least one character you like. You know. No, that's true. Um. So yeah. So that's why. But the fact that his brother's screaming, why won't they remember? Help them remember. And then he's standing there, the blood's coming, and you see, like, the first thing that, I guess it's sort of like snake kind of creatures that stab into his foot, and then there's actual ginormous snake. Yeah, in what there. was that? Was like I thought he was, like, turning into a tree. It looked like roots that were coming out of his, you know. But that's, like, that's typical Freddy. Like, we haven't seen that yet in this movie. Like yeah. that's in every movie he does something like that. Like I love in the beginning when uh, Robert England was was show, giving some flashbacks of like some of the old movies. Oh yeah, the, the marionette puppet. Yes, we did. Scene. So you know, so that was very cool to see something like this in this movie because Jason's been getting all the glory all this time. Yeah, and then Mark says, "Somebody, please wake me up!" And then like right at that point, that's when we get Will. They see him sleeping on the computer. And Freddie, at the same time, when Will and Lori are looking at him, he's in the dream world. He's like, I need you to tell them. And he's like, no. And he's like, I guess I'll have to tell myself. And dude, when he rips his shirt and it says Freddie's back in burns on his back. Ah. See, this is why I love Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You know, you know, Jason is great. You know, he kills everybody. But, you know, he kills everybody with, you know, his machete. Freddie... And we discussed this with the other Nightmare on Elm Streets. So creative in all like his kills. Every oh, kill yeah. di- every kill is different. Like there's never one kill that is exactly the same. It's so creative. And you know, I that's the one thing about this movie was missing. It was we have a lot of the machete kills. Like I said, this is the only kill that, that Freddie gets. I would have liked to see maybe crazy. one or two. Crazy. It is. It is. Because I feel like it is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You know, I feel like it, uh, you know, because it's again it's it's all about him getting his power, it's all about Freddie. Yeah, that's Freddy, true. So, like, I'm surprised that they didn't give him, like, another one or two kills, you know, before. No, he, I know. That's, so. That is pretty crazy when you really think about it. So yeah. so then we get Sheriff Williams. We find out he's actually covering up. He's talking to, like, another deputy. And Stubbs is the one I was wrong before. He's the one who mentions, hey, this looks like Jason Voorhees, yeah. the Camp Crystal Lake killer. So, so he's, he knew. Will- he's willing to, well, he's older, too. So that's right. I mean, he's older than them, so he should he should know. No, he should know. But it seems like everyone else in the town is kind of like not thinking. Sheriff Williams or, doesn't think or, it's him, or pretending pretending they don't know. 
to look at but the But when they way. want to pretend that it's Jason rather than Freddy, because Freddy is what they're trying to cover up. So. I guess. But you know what? Is he willing to put his career, you know, in jeopardy? Because he's like, he, you're out of town. You're an out of towner. You're new around here. It's like, where's he from? Maybe he's from New Jersey. Maybe he's like. <laughs> Knows it, or somewhere had newspapers. I'm sure it made the back page of the or the front page of USA Today. Like you know, like <laughs> Crystal Lake Killer, kids turn dead, turn up dead. Again, these are the things that you know it, everybody should know. Yes, you know, it's just so ridiculous. But now the rest of the movie, he's helping these kids with Freddie and Jason, like doing illegal stuff. Like he's throwing his whole career away. He's a new cop, and he's throwing his career away. Why cares about the that? kids, man. Okay. Cares. He shows up. Or he is, shows he, up. Is, he, is he trying to get the glory of like, you know, putting Freddie or Jason down? Oh, I guess a little bit of both. You know, you get a couple book deals, maybe a TV series. Well, as long as you don't put the book in the library that you're going to burn down. <laughs> sure. Don't put it in that library. <laughs> don't put it in that one. So then we get, so the, all the kids are hanging out and he pops in and he does a Scooby-Doo reference. He says, maybe it's a Scooby-Doo event, the mystery machine. I, with that, I, I want to say that they, they did that purposely. Oh, it's, it, yes. It, it, yeah, yeah. It fits. And the stoner, Jay Muse, is shaggy. He's shaggy-ish. Oh, totally. So, no, yeah. it worked out perfectly. So then, I this is the first time I wrote, I know it's been like this the whole time, but were Lori's boobs always out like this? Because here, this is where, <laughs> that's when everybody, that's when she kind of nods out. And everybody sit at the table like, you know what? We should just sacrifice somebody to Freddie. And it's like, oh, well, how about a virgin? And then that's when the kid says that line. So, so did he I, really you lose it like that? I'm thinking, well, that's true. I, I'm going to say no. He doesn't seem the type that would get, you know, pay for it. So I'm going to say he's still a virgin. But, you know, I noticed that also. Like, she didn't seem this big in the beginning of the movie. So maybe she had, like, you know, some kind of surgery done in the middle of filming. I don't know. Just the fact that they kept like it was because like they kept, more show, they kept showing face. more and more. They kept showing more and more as the movie went on. Yeah, it's kind of so. odd. I'm again. I'm not saying like it's not a a good thing, but it was just kind of odd. But then <laughs> the fact that when you get her dad show up, that's her dad's oh. like, yeah, Lori's a virgin, and he goes, oh. give daddy a kiss. How grossed out do you think she was filming that scene? Well, oh. gro grossed out, no matter what. But I guess because no. their arguing relationship made me feel like they were really father and daughter that had this thing. So it made it even weirder. That, that's what I mean. Well, I mean, I'm talking about grossed out as an actress, though, having to kiss that old, ugly guy. I mean, you know, like, again, she has to be 22, 20. He's, he looks like he's in his 60s. So, like, how gross is that? I mean, it's that alone. But then the fact that you're playing father and daughter, just, oh. Such a creepy scene. <laughs> I hope that guy wasn't creepy. I hope he was really like, all right, let's get this done in one take and not like, oh, wait, I think we need to do it again. <laughs> you know what? I, I could see him doing that. Can you imagine? He's purposely you know. like waving it. Oh, you didn't want me to put my arms in the air? Okay, I guess we can do it again. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that? <laughs> no, no, that'd be creepy. I'm not. <laughs> and then Freddie makes it like the dad kissing his daughter is creepy, but Freddie again, very creepy. He says, "Your face says no, but my tongue says yes, yes." What is it? What is it with Freddie and his tongue? Because I feel like his tongue, his creepy tongue, comes out in every movie. 
whether it's through the phone, whether it's like, he's always like, like, like flapping his tongue up and down, like with girls, like he's always using his tongue. I guess for like a man, that's the sexual, that's the only sexual thing you can show on camera, right? <laughs> it's not like Freddie's going to put his penis through the phone or anything. <laughs> that would be a different movie. Right in her ear. <laughs> Penis Kruger. Penis Kruger. <laughs> Phallica, Phallica Kruger. So then the the whole gang, the the Stubbs and the and the Scooby and the gang, they break into Weston Hills. They're trying to figure out what Hypnosil okay. does. Had, had the, had the, so they they seem to be able to break in a lot easier than breaking out. That is true. They were like, there's no security there. There's no, like, there was one security guard, but outside of that, there's no cameras. Like, they were able to not only break in, like, no alarm going off or anything, not realizing that someone's entering late at night, you know, with the key card or whatever. That's obviously stolen. Why would the key card work anymore after they oh. find that the guy finds that his key card stolen? Like they would have yeah, it's, only, it's only the guy would be like, oh, you know what? I probably just left it in my car. Yeah, they, right. yeah, they give them, they erase they give them it. A new one. Yeah, correct. So, and then the fact that they have access to any place in that in that hospital, and there has to be more than one security guard. And you got to think the other patients. If Mark in the beginning of the movie is able to get out of his room, get into the common area where the TV is, and put his ass on the window, I'm sure, other people are in that. Easily. You know, as crazy as Mark was, he was playing crazy purposely. You know, there's crazier people there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. So okay. So the stoner guy has to take a J break when they're going through one of the rooms. But here's the big question I have: Why is Jason there? I don't know. And <laughs> how did he get there? Like, how did he know those kids are going to be there? Like this, he travels all over in this movie. How? How does he know where everybody's going? I don't like know. at least Freddie, Freddie's in everybody's mind, so I get that, you know. But Jason should not, like, you know, he kills a, a Crystal Lake. It's a small little camp area. Very simple, you know. He knows where everybody is. This is a little. This is a little out of his territory. Yeah, I just don't get. Like, I know his goal is whenever he interacts with, like teens, he has to kill them all. So I get that. But unless he's fe- connected, he's connected to Freddie somehow. And wherever Freddie goes, he goes. So Freddie can fuck with him, just bounce from one dream on one side of town to the other side of town and, and back and forth, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, you know, and like I said before, it doesn't matter how he got there or why he got no, there. No, I know. He's going he's gonna to start slashing, and that's, that's why we like Freddie 13. You know? Hell yeah, dude. You don't need a and, rhyme or reason. <laughs> and how about, well, they should have called this movie that, Freddie the 13th. That would have been good. That would have been good. But that security guard gets it pretty bad because the fact that the door looks like almost like uh, like an alien is banging into it, and he thinks, "Let me get closer." Like, wouldn't you stand farther back of the door? That's like seems like a moose is running into it, and then the next time we see that door, it's on the ground and blood everywhere coming from underneath. Or it. bullet holes. There were bullet holes too. There was bullet holes. Yeah, bullet, there was. Yeah. yeah. From the from the one security guard. <laughs> from the one security guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so then we get the room with all the coma patients because those are the ones that got too much hypnocell so they're like in these like lifelong comas that was, that was find creepy. out that was creepy. oh i hate it yeah it was creepy seeing them and then later after the guy gets high yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes in yeah. there but yeah. 
the fact that Lori's dad is the one that she's like, who would sign off on this? Lori's dad is the one that signed off on all like the medication for everyone in there. Would they just leave that information out there like that? I mean, obviously they're doing things that are not too, you know, uh, not right. So why would you leave any kind of evidence at all of what they're doing? Not for nothing, dude. They left everything in a public library. <laughs> so you think they're going to hide it even in a place oh, they, that should have no access? <laughs> well, they would probably lock the doors there. <laughs> that is true. Again, they have one security guard, so okay. <laughs> so now we get Freebird, uh, Jay. He's thinks, you know, let me get high right now. Time to get high. And Freddy, the the human centipede looking thing. Well, well, okay. So at this point, he knows Jason's there, right? Because they heard the gunshots, or doesn't he? Like, because the other guy leaves right away. Yes, yeah, Stubb leaves when no, I, I think he does know, but he's like, yeah, gotta burn uh, up. That's man. what I mean. Like, so he decides, you know what? I gotta smoke first before we before really like it's. I need. My, I gotta get my J break, man. You know what? I did like this part with him. Uh, it was cool. Up. It was very cool, and I think I, just the way he did it, his face and everything. I think I think he, he did a great job. Yeah, I thought it was so cool that you know he's ripping the bong and then he crawls out of the room and well, you yeah, got that worm when, first. That worm. That's what I mean. No, he was oh, like yeah. the centipede. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. he crawls out to make him normal. Go into the coma room. Everybody sits up with the eyes again, with the blood. They're looking at him, and then that's when he goes into the other room and he's Flushes being told, "Hypnotel, hypnotel." He's like, "No, I can't flush that." And he looks up, and that's when Freddy jumps into his body, going down his throat. Can't, but Freddy can't do that himself. Like he needs him, he needs to possess his body to to get rid of the drugs. Because it's something in the real world. So in order to get, he's getting into his body now. He's in the real world now, but he's still sleeping. Because he's all, you know, he only has powers when you're sleeping. I guess he's sort of sleep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Because I guess he's not sleepwalking because he's pretty fully aware. That's what I mean. Like he didn't fall asleep; he just smoked. So it's like, is Freddy? See again, he he was smoking. He didn't fall asleep. Well, he could have so been done. so high that he fell asleep. Standing up? Meh. I read about it. Oh. So then we get so Freebird. Freddy's inside him. He's pouring all the hypnosil out, all of it. And then he gets like two huge dude, syringes that aren't for people, right? Why do they even have them in the hospital? They were for like horses. Yeah. And yeah, I love like the, his, this scene when he's yeah. standing there yeah. and they run past him. So at this point, Freddie was just like, fuck you, Jason. I'm over you. Yeah. And cause Will walks right past him like Freebird, come on. <laughs> Well, you know what? The fact that Freddie completely ignores the kids, like yeah. he goes, you know, what? like because normally he would have slashed at him, whatever. But like he's like, I got to get rid of this guy, like Jason. He, I got rid of him, you know. So this is a very cool scene. The only question I have is, all right, so Jason's been hacked, he's been axed, set on fire, he's electrocuted, and horse tranquilizers is what put him down. I mean, first of all, he's a zombie, so he doesn't sleep anyway. That is, I do. Yeah, he doesn't sleep. You're right. <laughs> so there's so many questions. <laughs> yeah, but it did give us something cool. It was so. I think the whole last like act of the movie was so cool because it's almost like 
you have Rocky one and Rocky two. You know, you have the first Rocky because when he stabs him, Freddie, I mean, Jason feels the tranks in both sides of his neck and his last ditch effort. He machetes the guy in half. Yeah. And that was pretty cool though. The way. Oh yeah. It looked great. But okay. So their plan at this point, now we find out their plan was to tie him up and take him with him. Right. Well, that wasn't their plan yet. Like, that's as the audience we didn't even talk about that oh, until okay, okay. we saw the reveal because that was kind of creepy about it. But before that, like I guess during the fight, so now they're in the dream world. It's like the heavyweights are finally really going at it, which is, so this is the cool. first time. Yeah, this is the first time they're sharing the scene together. And it's like watching a karate movie. It's like watching the Hong Kong karate the way they're ki- kicking each other. The fight scene it was awesome. But but see okay so this is one of the things I have so like I feel like Freddy did more karate stuff than anything else and that's not Freddy like it's like all of a sudden he knows karate like he's 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 a dream guy with creepy monsters and like like playing with that he's not he's not it's not Jason Bourne like he was fighting like with Jason like I said he does an elbow he drops an elbow on Jason like it's just so like it's just so ridiculous like he's a karate guy now. Well, if you remember in Dream Master, when they needed to save money on the budget, that get, uh, Alice, Alice's brother, who trained for months with Alice doing karate, he did a scene against Air, and then just the glove came out of nowhere and killed him. So I don't know if he knows karate, but it was just so cool. Even seeing them strike yeah. each other for those few times, you're like, holy shit. Like, I don't think any other battle would – I don't know. I don't think Michael Myers – Versus Jason would like do the same thing for me personally. It, it, it wouldn't because they have the they have the same mentality. They both walk yeah. slow. They just slash like Freddie. Like again, Freddie talks so he Freddie can talk and taunt. He can he can you know he's definitely taunting Jason the whole time. He's laughing at him and he can do more like you know where Jason just stood there. like pretty much the rest of the movie when he's fighting him he either picks up Freddie and throws him or just like swings at him like he doesn't really he doesn't really do much you know it, it's Jason he doesn't have yep. to. And Freddy, he has the like, pinball. Yeah. How about a pinball that, machine? Uh, uh, was, uh, uh. <laughs> then he's like, so, Till. But, but why didn't Freddy do more of the, like the, like, you know, str- like the bugs in his feet and ro- rooting him to the ground or like, like he didn't use too much dream stuff outside of the pinball. He didn't use much dream stuff at all. He didn't know. And he used water. Like, uh, but that's it. Well, when he, <laughs> when he realized that he was afraid of water, that was, yeah. Cool. That, Which yeah, he should have known. If he knows that he can get this guy to go to Elm Street to kill by using his mom, he has to. Well, I guess he doesn't know no, because they never they never discussed that when they were in hell. Oh, they didn't talk about that. Hey, <laughs> hey, our paths are off limits. We're just talking about tonight's poker game. Off the record, we can't use it against each other. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but how creepy was it when he turned into a? This is when. So cut to they show in the van they have him duct taped down and their plan is to get go to Crystal Lake because oh we we missed it before but when Lori when Freddie says creepily says like your face says no but my mouth yep. says yes yes what, she ripped his ear off yeah so she figured it out like Nancy did in the first movie hey I can pull him out so that's their plan to get to home field so the first okay. fight was in Springwood yep. But okay, so isn't there a fault with this plan? Because either way, one of them is going to survive. Well, hopefully not. They're well, hoping for a double knockout. Rocky won. 
That would have been pretty funny if they both fell down that way. But, but I mean, in their minds, they're like, all right, you know what? They're, are they picking the lesser of two evils? Are they saying, all right, you know, we, we can we can manage Jason better than Freddy? Like, because by doing that, you're still going to have one that's going to kill the other in their mind. What, what are they going to do guess because I know. I guess Jason, because he's tangible and he's been killed before. Freddy, I know they do take care of Freddy, but he's like this, I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard. To... There's, there's no way. There's like there really is no answer to this. Like it's there's no you know, right like, answer. There's no like I just don't. I I just want to know what their game plan was. Like what if they feel that Jason could kill Freddy? All right, now what? Well, they thought they could Jason? drive from Ohio to Jersey That's... within the same night. That's a little question. That is true. Too. <laughs> well, maybe because Jason was in the car with them, he could teleport. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> How creepy was it when Freddie was like, I want to know what's going on in there. And you saw the little Jason boy quivering with, I love when he had the mask still on. That was pretty neat. Yep. And the fact Freddy. that he was quivering and you saw the claw going yeah. to his head, dude. You know, th- this movie, again, we talked about it, how there's backstory. There's Jason without a mask. There's the boy without a mask. Like they do a lot. Like I like this part of the movie and I love the the, the taunting of Jason back in the camp like that's something we've never seen before and it was i mean it was sad and creepy but it was cool to see his backstory we never saw the back like we really we heard about the backstory we never really saw it and i thought that was a great great throwback yeah then at the same time laurie's setting a watch so she she's gonna take the the trank okay why why is she why is she the one going in I don't know. I guess because hey, that makes no sense. Wouldn't Will be able to do you that? Say you have these guys there. You're like you know, you're not gonna like you're gonna let her do it. Like it makes no sense. I guess because it seems like Lori because she's in that house and maybe she's like a point of contact that Freddie's already infiltrated her like two times. She's had like two dreams of him, so she has one more than uh, Kia. I guess. I guess. I uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> But well, he does when, offer. He does say, "Let me do it." Right? I don't want you to go in. That is that. true. Yeah. So, well, but she says, he, "I'm going to pull the fucker out," or she well, says, "She has a pretty bad." I don't bad think he line. really wanted to go in. I think he was like, "No, I'll do it." No, no, no. And he's probably like, <laughs> "Like, <laughs> empty, I, I got, I got to throw it out there once, but you know, I really don't want to go in." <laughs> the Larry David uh, empty gesture. Oh, I didn't think you were really going to let me do it. <laughs> But no, that was what was kind of great about it was the fact that we get her going into it. She has the watch, so in 15 minutes. And what are we going to get right away? We get a quick – when we see inside of Jason's house, before we get to the dream uh, – before we get to him tormenting his kid, we get a quick boob of uh, – when they open it – when Jason opens up the closet in his own house and there's a, a dead body floating naked. <laughs> like, no, there's no reason for it. At all. None. It's but again, it's it's Jason. It's, I'm telling you, it's only Jason. So it's like they have to like have that continuation of nakedness and Friday Thirteenth because it goes yeah. hand in hand. But this scene's great when you when you see Lori go. Are you going to see that boy? He's she, the exact line. Is she goes, a boy is drying. Are you are you coming? And then the counselor turns to Freddie and the girl who he's having sex with is now dead and naked. And Freddie says, it's not my fault. This bitch is dead on her feet. And he waves <laughs> her dead arm. It was, it was cool seeing him at Crystal Lake. You know, it was just, ah. it was just so good. But again, that whole scene, the lead up of why they were talking, like, did they explain why Jason was bald? <laughs> like as a kid, like he, he literally was like, 
Jason Jr. He was fester. He was fester you know, from Adam Sandler. He, he, but Eddie, he had the, he had the one strand of hair. Like I mean, like they don't, like I don't. I I never thought of that. You know, I know that's how he comes out of the lake. I just assumed the lake, like just you know, melted everything off him. Whatever. I don't know. You know, like as a kid, but to see him like alive, looking like that, you know, he always deserved to be getting beat up. <laughs> oh, he probably like he ate like lead paint chips as a kid, and he grew, grew up like next to a nuclear power plant because everything about him and his parents must have been inbred. He looks like the original so Toxic Avenger. He looks like a Toxic <laughs> Avenger. He looks like the Toxic Avenger kid. <laughs> <sighs> so then we have Lori. She wants to in the dream world in the dream camp crystal lake. She wants to save Jason. Uh, but Freddy's drowning him in the water, which is so wild. And then at the same point in the real world, F- Jason uh, duct taped up is starting to like choke and drown. And then they're trying to figure out who's going to be mouth to mouth. Linderman luckily oh. was born with asthma. Or so he says. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I think, I think Will uh, confirmed it. I think he says he does have asthma. But oh, that, how gross. When she when she first takes off the like slowly takes off the mask and it like spits yeah. blood, oh Ugh. that was so gross. What makes him think that Malcolm Mouth was going to do it anyway? He should have lungs. <laughs> he shouldn't have anything. He really, he really shouldn't have. Like, he doesn't have a breathing issue. I mean, he, he can breathe underwater. So. Yeah. And the friggin' throw, and then right when that happens, oh. he gets up, rips the duct tape, the van flies. Ken told me a funny story was that he wanted to do a lot of the stunts in this movie, like the fire one, but they wouldn't let him do it because he was the lead Jason. But he goes, it's so funny. The last day of filming was that scene. And they go, yeah, Ken, you can do it. And he's like, oh, now I'm expendable. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Insane that a real person had to do that flying yeah. out of the van. And he, and he got launched. Oh, Crazy, crazy. But how about Freddy the way he looked? I thought that was so cool when Lori and him are going at it. He yep. transforms when he's on that dock. He looks like the devil. Like yeah. he's totally so he is from hell, obviously, but he has this different look to him that is so great. Now, you know, the rest of this is just so just just so awesome. I mean, uh, you no. know, you know, we waited like a whole movie to get to this point. So yeah, this is this is this is Rocky fighting Drago. Right oh, now. dude, it is. And we see, so then Lori again, they're still fighting. She thought, she's like, Will, wake me up. She's now at her house. She goes upstairs. She sees that it wasn't her dad that killed. It was her dad trying to kill Freddy. That was Freddy was killing the mom. And Freddy's slashing the shit out of her. So she's bleeding everywhere. Will's trying to do whatever. What's What helps? The fire that was happening. Burning her get, arm. I think, oh, yeah, because they were at Camp Crystal Lake already. I feel like they've done that before, though, in another movie. I feel like another Nightmare in, Oh, well, that's how Nancy woke up. Yeah, that's how yeah. Alice they do it a woke lot. up. Yeah. So fire. So burning them is what breaks them up. Okay. Burning is how you get up. You can't yeah, pinch okay. yourself. You know, when people say, like, oh, pinch me, I'm awake. It's like, dude, that doesn't work. You got to burn yourself. Yeah. That's that's how you really do that. And her arm was in the fire. It wasn't like, Ugh. you know, like putting a little flame there. She like, she, yeah. And I like how Freddy didn't like didn't at first like realize what happened. Like he was like, now I'm in the real world again. Like, yeah, because this has happened to him so many times. You know, oh, in a lot of the movies. You know, so yeah. 
Yeah, because Jason's still trying to rip them up. So this isn't even this didn't even happen yet. The the part with her getting burnt. So we have uh Jason in the they're in Camp Crystal Lake in that room trying to wake her up, and that's when Jason comes in and Kia is Jason like throws Kia. Linderman gets thrown into the wall. He has the hook in the back. He's bleeding oh. everywhere. Oh, that was that was gross. And I, you oh. know, I did, I did see a deleted scene um, with them in the woods. When he remember when she goes when she when they she walks him to the woods and he sits by yeah, the yeah. tree. She yeah. kisses him. Oh, I. You know what's funny? In the one on Tubi, he didn't kiss her. The one he I watched, but I remember that the one yeah. that I remember seeing as a kid in the theater. I swear that was in the real movie. And she goes, "Don't tell anybody about this" or something like that. And she gives him a, gives him a kiss. And then he's just staring out and bleeding out everywhere. And yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the way they did that, they, they the, the camera, as she walks away, the camera pans out, and you see the blood behind him. Yeah. Like, you know, because you think he's okay, and then all of a sudden you realize that this guy's dead, you know? Yeah. But, dude, so when Freddy first gets brought into the real world, the look on his face, like, he yeah. looks so confused, and Jason grabs him, and it's like, a bar fight from like an eighties movie. He grabs him, shoves him into the window, and breaks through every window. No, he he slides him across the 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 window sill. So he's That's knocking what I mean, out the, through every nobody, window, and he's knocking out the wood. Like he, <laughs> like it was, he wasn't going through each window. He was sliding him and basically yeah. breaking down the house. I like love that. Freddy in this fight, it, I, it's so over the top. I mean, no. it, it, that it's comical. Like it just like oh you know it's it's great, and then he tosses him pretty far. He throws him through the next uh, the next <laughs> building. <laughs> yeah, you know I I, I, I Freddie's personality in this whole part is just great because he knows he's outmatched with like strength and everything else. So he's like yeah. trying to like get him any, every other way. And, oh, it's so funny. So the next scene when you see Will and Lori because they're chill, they're together running running off like you said Kia was just talking to Linderman when he died and th- this scene dude I had to uh the lines in this scene are just so classic Lori! when she shows up and she's like Freddy she stops Freddy from going out Freddy so stupid <laughs> <laughs> Of sweet, dark meat. Dark no! meat. <laughs> Easy. No! Robert Englund is awesome. Like he plays this role so great. Oh. Tell me, sir. Her just ripping him and the kind what of looks he gives, like runs around man. in a Christmas sweater. Look at his face. <laughs> I mean, come on, get real. You're not even scared. He's like an angry old man that lives next door. <laughs> and let's talk about He's the great trainers. What is yes. <laughs> you trying to compensate for something? Butter knives. She's making fun of butter knives. Saying he has a small there between there, Mr. <laughs> What do you think got I mean, him most mad? You got these teasing, teasing, uh, But his face right here is great. Jason He's like, this oh, I know. <laughs> he shakes the one claw to show, look behind you. That is awesome. <laughs> oh. The launches that he does in this movie. He, I... He he's got more strength than he's ever had in any movie. Like he was like Jose Canseco. He was Jose Canseco, <laughs> just hitting, just mashing into that tree. I love that. Oh, it's ridiculous! Like he just he just yeah. 
And it, it, it's funny, like, he, his kills really have no rhyme or reason. He just goes around and, you know, I mean, I know it, it just, ah, that's awesome. I want to see the, I want to see a movie with, like, them as partners. Like, really be partners. Like and, Tango you know, and Dash? Freddie, Freddie and Jason? They, they should do, like, a Suicide Squad, but with, like, Leatherface and Michael Myers. Now, now we're talking. That'd be awesome. I, I'd watch that. So then the next part, the music amps up. Because oh. this is, like... I guess obviously they fought a little bit in the house, but Jason like kind of ambushed him. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm glad you said that. The music in this movie, every time they're together, the, the heavy metal, like it's just awesome. Like it was such a good choice. Yeah, and I love Freddie figuring out that he can use his finger knives on the canisters. <laughs> He's launching the <laughs> torpedoes at him. <laughs> and and the, the best is like just Jason just walking, like no again. Obviously, he's a zombie. No fear. He just keeps walking as these torpedoes, these massive torpedoes, are flying by him. And he's just, like, he's getting, he's missing every one. You know, so he's it's slowly a, moving out of the way. It's not like he's, it's not yeah. like the torpedoes are going to slow him up. He does, like, a, he does a little turn. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. He, I mean, we we know, always know he walks slow, but even when he's dodging, he it's a slow, <laughs> like, very suave. He's, like, a very, you know, very he's suave smooth. guy. He's very smooth. <laughs> My one of my favorite lines, like obviously Freddie has so many great lines, but my one of my favorites is when after the torpedo launches him into like that pit, I guess they're building something like some high like high rise at, at the campground. At the campground, they have this massive construction site. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, it, and that just construction look I mean, it looked ridiculous. Like it was just so out of the like what do they need all that for? And what are all those for? <laughs> What were those like gas? They were gas tanks for. They look like they were the tanks for like bobcats and like heavy machinery. But I don't know what they were doing. It, it fit for the movie. But oh. I love when he's up when he's up top and he's like <laughs> asshole. Up here. Just the way he said it is like a guy yeah. yelling across yeah. the field. The, the angry man, the angry neighbor. That's true. Get, Get off, off my lawn. lawn. Get off. <laughs> And dude, I love the way this looks when he tosses oh. all the rebar down, and it's like, and then it starts sticking into him. Oh. Yeah, no, this this whole like, because again, Freddie has to be a little bit more creative because he can't use his normal stuff, and so like that was very cool. And like you're like, all right, he's finally got him, and then he sees that big, what was that, like a safe or something, or what? Like I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 looked like, it looked like one of the things that Indiana, the minecart, looked like a minecart. Yeah, it was so weird looking, <laughs> and the fact that. Freddy did what we always make fun of the villains for. He gets a little sloppy. The thing's bouncing around like insane, just missing Jason, hitting him a little bit. And Freddy somehow lets it bump into him. He does a, oh, and then falls and his leg gets caught. And he's, and he's hanging upside down. Like, it's just yeah. like, this is Freddy Krueger. I mean, this is like such as like a sloppy, like, you know, horror villain. Like, it was, it was so funny. Like, it just like, it just didn't fit. But it, 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 but it fit, you know, it was just so comical. And the fact that right after that, uh, this is when Jason starts ripping the rebar out of himself and a mine cart, a, an actual like kind of yeah. mine cart yeah. falls yes. down on its own, takes both of them and launches them into the lake, right? Well, no, doesn't he take, doesn't he cut Freddy down first? I thought he cuts him down. I don't know. I, yeah, oh, maybe he, he did. He, he, yeah. So like, why didn't he kill him? Right away, he could have slashed him, but no, he, he cuts him down. I guess he wants to fight him man to man. I guess so. <laughs> but yes, the minecart comes down, and they and they both get launched. 
Oh yeah, they land. I think they land on the dock because at that same Correct. time, Lori with the top getting uh, shorter and lower and lower. Yes. She's sp- they're both spraying the dock down with gasoline, and this was a cool thing too because when Jason has the machete and he's about to hit Freddy, and Freddy last ditch effort slices his fingers off, and Jason stares at his <laughs> hand. <laughs> that was awesome. That was, that was, oh. well, doesn't Freddy at some point in this movie get his arms cut off and then he grows them back? Well, that's in the dream world when they're having the dream uh, yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was great. So, but yeah, he, he cuts his fingers off. Now, see now, like, does Jason grow them back? Well, no, they're in real world, so no, it won't happen. Yeah, but Jason, Jason has gotten so many. He's got his head shot, like mangled. <laughs> if, so, like, I does I I would I'd be wondering if his fingers would grow back. I don't. Know. I, I I can see Jason being like almost like he's part starfish because he does grow limbs back. Today. That, or I mean, was that his was that his dominant hand? Like, well, like oh. now will he be sloppy swinging the machete? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got to use his life. <laughs> Jason Voorhees arrested for attempting to kill someone. <laughs> Cuts his own hand off. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't <laughs> hit the target. And then I love Freddy getting the machete, and he's like yeah. tearing him up, dude. It looks yeah. so good. The blood, even though Jason shouldn't be bleeding, but the blood coming out of him in each whack, like, dude, yeah. Robert was man, that was so cool. And then he slowly sl- sl- like jams it in him. Yeah. Like oh, dude. Yeah. The, 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 the slow motion of that was very cool. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. And then same part, same time. Lori now, I think your top even lower. She's running back. From the house with two perfect like uh like pieces of wood with the fire on them, and she gets down there, and then at that same time, Freddie and Jason still are tearing each other up. This is when I think Freddie is Freddie's arm gets ripped off right yep. at the same spot. Yep. And and you know, this reminded me of like Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. Because it yeah. it's like it's the Wolfman and the Dracula fight. Like like yeah. you have two icons. That are in that movie that are fighting for the first time, and this is what it reminded me of. Like it's like these, as everything else is going on in the background, these two are still fighting. They are still fighting until she throws the torches down, and it causes everything to blow up. So I know they wanted to light the dock, but Will's like light it all up. They were pretty close, so all those gas tanks blew up. Yep. They all get launched into the water. There's a lot of launching in this movie. That's like, a, a lot of launching because they got la- they both got launched in the water again. So, yeah. <laughs> they're like launching, man. The kids want launching. <laughs> See now, okay. So the little problem with this, I know you know it's water. Shouldn't Jason be like paralyzed at this point because he's in he's in water? Like he was panicking with the water dripping on him in Freddy's world. I know that's what water. makes no sense. And then Jason takes Manhattan, he swims onto the boat, say, climbs so like, up the side of it, and he has fear of water. So like, and he's in the he, he's in the water a lot of the movies. You got to think, even in like part four, he kills Judy yeah. Aronson on yeah. the yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, but but even in Manhattan, when he's in the sewer, it was that was a sewer, right? When they at the end, he, at the end, he, when he dies and he turns and he into turns a, boy, to a yeah. kid, yeah. So like, <laughs> I it doesn't make sense that he wouldn't be panicking right now. Like this should have been Freddie's <laughs> advantage. It should have been, yeah. But now. And then I just, I, how about, I love this when Will and, and then even Will and Lori are in the water and Freddie has that machete in the one hand. And this is when Jason comes out of nowhere 
And he comes up just to have enough strength to use Freddy's own arm and claw that to shove awesome. it through his own chest. <laughs> that was a great kill. That was oh. that was a, that was a great yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then Lori grabs the machete. She says, "Welcome to my word world, bitch," and decapitate it. I didn't like that. Ooh. Well, because you know, and then Jason. See, I feel like in this movie, Jason is the winner because he walks away with Freddy's head. Yeah. But I just feel like you know, I, I wanted Freddy to win. You wanted Freddy to win, wow. Well, he tried so hard. He tried so hard. You want him to get a participation trophy? <laughs> well, it makes you feel bad for Freddy. I mean, he tried so hard and he got no glory. He didn't. And this is out of his element, like being real. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, he had home field, you know. So what but happened to Jason? For him. What ha- I, I forget. What happened to Jason at the end? Remember, he's just sitting in the water and then he that's just, the- you see so- his eye open and close and then he sinks to the bottom. And he's carrying Freddy's head. Well, we don't know he... that yet. No, we don't know. No, the very end. So the oh. next scene. So then that's when uh, Lori drops the machete. They leave. And then they show the foggy lake. Jason emerges. He's holding Freddy's head. And then that's yeah. when he okay. walks to the yeah. camera. And right. he had a little wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they just basically think that Jason's just going to go back. Like he's Godzilla. He's going to go back into the water and, you know, reemerge and, you know, another time. Like there's still a killer. That's gonna, you know, that's still free. That knows where they live. See, I think a better movie than you mentioned before of them working together is now they work together, but right. Freddie's just ahead. <laughs> the head hang detective. out, the head detective, <laughs> the head slasher, and Jason. Buddy cop. That's a buddy cop. That'd be so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, but funny. <laughs> and Jason is a talk, so it's only Freddie talking the whole time. Well, yeah, and then you have a scene like Freddy's like, "I'm gonna get you late, man. I know you're a little weird kid." And then he and then he makes Jason do the the he, the the coat on top. Freddy's on top of him. They could be what, like bosom buddies with them. What if they did like a mad scientist put Freddy's head on Jason, so they're like Siamese twins, and Freddy's you know the voice of everything, and Jason's the muscle. I like that. That's a buddy movie right there. That's a buddy movie. <laughs> We're mixing Freddy vs. Jason meets up Reanimator. Reanimator. Yeah. See, that would. You know, they. I mean, I'm surprised they have it all this time. I mean, if they make a Freddy vs. Jason, why can't you do like an all star, like an expendables of villains? Like, how cool. I'm would surprised that? too. Because they, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know what this did in the box office. I'm assuming. It did it really good. Uh, budget I, 30. Box one sixteen. Okay. So, so really, it had to, right? So, I mean, why can't they revisit it today? There really hasn't been much going on, and throw like throw them all in there. Like that would be like. I guess you'd really have to get Robert. That's the one character you have to have it be Robert Ingham. You don't think he would do it? I he, I think he would do it in a second. I'm sure he could still do it. Yeah, he's probably he, like, what's he? Probably seventy, right? He he could. I mean, I've seen pictures of him. He could still do it. And I, you know, oh. if, if if Stallone can do it in Expendables and have all these like action heroes in one movie, and you have like you know Marvel and all that, get it, get a horror like together, like Expendables, and like that that'd be awesome. Like that would that would work. I think people would absolutely freak. Oh, dude, no, it's unbelievable. So, so you know, it's funny. So I had a lot of these fun facts, but there was just so much to unpack. But I got to talk about them really quick. So remember Evangeline Lilly, who was yeah, in Lost? Yeah. So Lost came out like right around this time, right? She has a 
she's an extra in the high school scene. I, I oh, couldn't really? find her. I watched it. I couldn't find her. But the stunt double for Robert Englund and all the boiler room fight scenes is Rey Mysterio Jr. from the WWF and WCW. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of big though, right? I mean, I know he's small, but like he's built. So like, yeah, probably for the flying stuff when he's flying back or stuff. And oh, I thought that's so cool. That is very cool. Like, but I wonder how that happened. Like, how they get him to do like a yeah? That's crazy. Like, why I they guarantee think of if that? I I looked at his IMDb, I, I bet you. I didn't look, but I'm saying I bet you if you look, that's got to be a one-off. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's For him to cool, do though. that? What, yeah. a, what a fact. That's a good fact. So I think I know your answer is, but would you recommend somebody watch this movie? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's a fun movie. You know, it's it's listen, it's listen, not the best Nightmare on Elm Street. It's not the best Friday 13th. Um, but like I said, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun movie. This is something that people have been waiting for, for a long time. I mean, they, you know, just like you have Arnold and Stallone, if, if they made a movie before, you know, escape plan, I'm sure people wanted to see them together. The same, it's the same concept. And I think, you know, whether you've seen any of the Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, you can easily watch this. And I think you would enjoy it. It's just, it's fun. It's yeah. Fun I think it's per like what I said to Ken, I said, you know, I love that it kind of fan services for both franchises, even though most people I think would watch both. Uh, and I think thing it does it so perfect and so well, and it gets right into it. Again, it's ninety six minutes of pretty much everything's moving. It's fast. Yeah, every, it, it, it's a very fast paced movie. Yeah, very fast paced movie. I think you're right. It goes to you know a lot of nostalgia, a lot of like you know the 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 only thing like I said I don't like is that Freddy had one kill. Like, you know, like, you know, his, his kills are always so iconic and I would have liked to seen another creative kill of some, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe the, the high kid get killed with a, a big bong or something, you know, like something like that would be a typical Freddy move. And I just feel like he didn't get a lot of, he got a lot of screen time, but like not a lot of screen time as Freddy more as the, the, the laughter part, you know, um, that's the only thing. I think that sets up the buddy cop, uh, the buddy movie that we're thinking about. Cause I think that means he can just reference this movie and be like, Hey, remember that time in Springwood? I don't, I do all my dirty work. <laughs> it's not on me, cops. I only killed one person that night. You sound like a drunk guy at a bar. Like, that's a pretty <laughs> no. impression. You sounded like the guy, you sound like a mo, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I made a hug and kiss. But, uh, yeah, so obviously that's some, that's, uh, great movie that's freddy vs jason so i said i was going to talk about it at the end but i think just for like a, a couple minutes obviously 200 episodes we'll talk about what you know the next sequel is going to be and but the fact that we had the opportunity to do the math you know 127 people uh obviously there were some people directors writers special effects stunt casting producers a few adult film stars, you know, Brittany came on and did a review with us. So I think it's so cool that we really had so many behind the scenes on a lot of the movies that we covered and found out things that you wouldn't find online, like some of these stories. But I think the coolest part, to be honest, was obviously us us doing this. 73, 70, 73 sequels we got to review. That's it. You know, it's, it's incredible because there's, you know, again, I – when you first brought this up to my attention, I'm like, all right, yeah, it sounds like cool. And probably out of the 73 movies, I probably have only seen maybe 10 of them on my own. And so you brought a lot of movies into my life. Um, some I wish I never saw, 
Um, but it, it, you know, it's it's been a great journey, and and I and the people that you've interviewed, the people that we've got, I mean, I can't say enough nice things about every single one of them. I mean, they everybody that we've interviewed, um, just awesome people. Like, just so happy to do it with, with us, and you know, took the time out, and I think that's that's a big part of it. I mean, that's you know, for all these episodes, that that's awesome. Yeah, I think the coolest thing is obviously thank you to people I've guested before for reviews or, you know, for the actual interviews. If people are listening right now, that that's really cool. That means so much. Like from the people that we've interviewed and guested, there's some people that reach out and be like, hey, I really like the review of the movie. Like like Rob Schaefer, Psycho Cop 2. He yeah. listened to our review, which is like the coolest thing. But definitely a thank you to all of our listeners that listen to us and continue to share us and follow us and interact with us. And I hope we have a different guest. We love our guests that we've had before, but have some new people that uh, have are really interested over the next year. But man, I got to say like the last 200 has been amazing, but it's only getting bigger and better. Like obviously we're growing, but I think the movies that we have are coming up, some super obscure, but man, I'm not gonna, I want to spoil it, but we have like one of the most legendary, oh. I think the creme de la creme sequels okay. coming up in the next few months. I can't wait. I mean, that's, you know, again, I know I'm the, I'm the bad cop in the, our movie sequel journey. You know, um, I've been told that, you know, a lot of movies like, you know, I don't like, you know, but the movie that you're talking about right now, I can't wait because that's to me a top three sequels of all time like oh. it's like you know it's it's amazing so uh i think people are gonna, our fans are going to be really excited when we do it totally and before we close this out and i go into the the ending spiel of it if we were felix uh and oscar madison who would you be who's the bad cop out of them i guess oscar your oscar you know i'm getting insulted now because last time you called <laughs> me robin and now you call me oscar you know you well, you'd rather be in- felix you'd rather be felix I don't, well, Oscar's a slob. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, he's a sports writer for the Mets. He's a big Mets fan. Oh, because so he's a Mets fan. I got to be Oscar. He's a slob, but I'm tidy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to discuss that one. We got to find we'll a better, uh, one. we got to find a better, t- I would say more tango and cash. Okay. I like well, tango and cash. Yeah. All right. I who, will who, go with that. Who, who, who would be cash? You'd be cash. You're more stolen. I'm Tango. Oh, okay. Is it an Italian thing? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I well, I would choose Tango because he gets with uh, Cash's Oof. sister. Yeah. That, that's a good win right there. All right. So uh, the next sequel that we're going to be covering, it's going to be our first action movie in quite a while. And it's The Mechanic 2, which is kind of like a Bronson, uh, the original mechanic. He died so there's no sequel to the original bronson one but for the jason statham ones they had a sequel you know i didn't know alba yeah i didn't know bronson made a mechanic so dude the original mechanic yeah oh it's a remake it's a remake yeah you gotta see the original one it has like a and it's michael winner it's legendary because i don't think there's a spoken word for the first like 11 minutes because he's setting up this kill and it's very elaborate and everything. But uh, so, yeah, so Jason Statham, he gets a sequel, Jessica Alba, Tommy Lee Jones is in this movie, which I totally forgot. I saw this movie, I think, like one time. So this would be Clearly. great. And I think it's fitting that it's a Bronson tie. And we have uh, Andrew Powers, our, our oh. own personal Bronson. 
coming back to break us down. And for this one, I chatted like it was a year ago. I remember being just as cold as it is now, right around Thanksgiving, <laughs> chatting with stuntman and actor Brahim Chab, which I actually just talked about Brahim because Eddie met Eddie Yang designed a mask for a movie that's coming out. Who's in it? Brahim. So we were kind of talking about him a little bit and he had some great stories about taking the leap to want to be a stuntman, uh, you know, growing up in France and pursuing his dream. Great story about becoming the double for JCVD, Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is pretty cool, and lots more. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night. This Everclear is kicking my ass.